Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens Standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode of Microplot is a standalone adventure that fits into the overarching macro plot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these episodes in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. We are joined in reverse alphabetical order today by Wing. Uh, hello, I am Wing. I am a short little Corvidian uh, ranger. I am currently covered with a light smattering of very fluffy, furry, short feathers. Uh, just like a little baby chick. Uh, I am also wearing a large hoodie with a front pocket. Uh, over that, I, uh, I have also have on my neck a, a scarf that smells faintly of a wet dog. I have a long coat made of rainbow parrot feathers with some golden scales soon in there. And on my head, I'm wearing a sombrero with a beret on top of that. I also have my eggbell nugget with me. Say hello, nugget. Very good, nugget. I agree. Simmond. Hi, I'm Simmond. I am a level 7 druid. I am a fur bear. I am vaguely blue, when 8 feet tall, wearing mostly leather hide armor. And, uh, yeah, I'm just along for the ride. And Jade. Hello, I am Jade. I have missed being Jade. Oh, she has such a fantastic accent that you think you will get sick of it very soon, I promise, if you are not already. Jade is a 52-year-old Paladin of the Crown. She served as a town guard of the city of Nikimui for 27 years. Now, she annoys our wife, Alice, and often gets kicked out of the house to go play with the fire-raising kittens. She has red skin, completely black eyes like a horror movie villain, and arms out of her forehead. We open our scene as late morning sunshine streams in through the large windows, warming the backs of Wings, Simmond, and Jade as you're all seated at one of the long tables in the fire-breathing kittens' guild hall. You're finishing your breakfast and gearing up for the day ahead. And I'll let you take it here uh, for a little bit. So, yeah, what did you have for breakfast? What's your morning routine before an adventure like? Uh, what are you talking about around the table together? Well... Usually I have a pretty uh, limited breakfast, but today I have an extremely large collection of as many different plates as possible. And I am sharing my food with uh, Mr. Simmond. Uh, I'm like, oh, Mr. Simmond, have you tasted this one? This one tastes good. Uh, this one tastes a little more spicy, but this is a little sweet one. That's, uh, isn't it great to be able to taste things? Simmond is politely trying all of them. He has a large bowl of berries in front of him, which is mostly untouched at this point. I'm so glad you have your soul back. <laughs> yes, that's that's one way to escalate the conversation from uh, eating to uh, yeah, soul uh, matters. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty nice. I mean, the soul is nice, but having taste buds uh, that work again is, uh, I think, the biggest improvement. Yes. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, there's a lot of good benefits to having your soul in your body. You know, I was curious. Could you have two souls? Would you taste twice as much flavor? But unfortunately, we did not stay long enough to find out. I know a way where we can get two more souls. We just have to gamble a little bit with our soul. It's fine. We can do that, right? <laughs> we could. We have to get Stella. She was so good at gambling. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> Mr. Simmons, have you ever gambled with your soul? <laughs> not intentionally. It's, it's happened, though. This, sound, this sounds like a story. <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't remember much of it. Oh, oh no. Were you hit on the head as well? No, I died. <laughs> oh, that... I thought you knew about this. That's true. Uh, 
I, I was dead for a long time and they rescued me from the uh the changeling afterlife and found me a body to reincarnate into but uh i don't really remember a whole lot of what happened before wing wing just gets down from the table slowly walks over and just kind of pokes cement in the side like okay not the ghost not the ghost okay good came back from that kind of you know confusing that to check not the ghost okay oh but that is uh, uh i have never died before so uh would you recommend it <laughs> no and you are right i am very solidly back from the afterlife so maybe zombie oh come on nobody thought that was funny solidly oh. <laughs> It's all right. I'm not a comedian. Oh. <laughs> it looks like I was the joke all along. No one would ever say that. <laughs> and almost on cue, like elements of your life are somehow scripted to maximize both drama and convenience, though exactly whose convenience, you're, uh, you've never really been sure. Two postings are tacked up on the job board simultaneously, and I'll drop those in the chat and read them aloud. The first, help desperately needed. Local entrepreneur seeks brave, trustworthy folk to protect potentially world-changing invention. Spies and thieves suspected, offering 20 gold, gold pieces per person for aid. Please arrive with haste to 116 Beston Road, out past Double Derby Dairy Farms, but before the old Spalding Estate. The second reads, Big reward! Handsome gold payment for f return of physical and intellectual property to the rightful owner. Property is suspected to be hidden away at Beston Road, number 116. Dangerous characters may be present on scene, and payment is contingent on the return of our goods, regardless of the means of their reacquisition. Bonus payment for swift justice delivered to guilty parties who happen to be present. Please return stolen goods to Pappy Watson and Sons for lump sum payment of 12,000 pieces of gold. All right. Well, right offhand, I suspect the first one is probably the more accurate. Oh, it makes your things that. Well, usually the people offering a lot of money are not the people who are in the right. Are you suggesting that capitalism rewards people who do things that are evil or self-serving? Yes. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's, yes. <laughs> Are you saying you don't think so? Oh, no, I agree. <laughs> I mean, you can be a good person and just get a million gold. You just have to sell your soul. It's so a kind of capitalism <laughs> does kind of work for us. <laughs> How can we make the system work for us? How can we get both the gold? And you know what? Actually, are you suggesting that we do a swindle? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone that far. I am suggesting that we investigate and make our own determinations on who rightfully owns this property. Okay, let's do it. Uh, um, I don't see the job flyers. Your DM may have forgotten to hit send. <laughs> okay, I see them. That's fine. <laughs> These are cute. Good job. Oh my gosh. It's so bad that this is only an audio podcast. You should see this, the things he made. Amazing. Well, what do you all think our first step should be? Well, after uh, carefully inspecting the scribbles, I have concluded that I think you are handling this information better than me. <laughs> Would you like for us to teach you how to read? I taught both of my children. Uh, I'm fine. I can read. I can read the important things. They're called pictures. 
Oh, my little wing. <laughs> He's like a, if you guys have ever pictured like a cute little bird with giant eyes looking up at you, he's kind of like a short, fluffy, well, yeah, you're fluffy now. I am I am now 100% completely fluffy. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like a baby penguin. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh. I mean, I have been told that, that swindles are fun, but I have no real real knowledge of what a swindle actually is. So I'm thinking, quick question. Why would we not do the one that pays us more? Because more is better, right? More is better, yes. But you've already determined that your soul is worth a million gold. Are you going to sell your soul for 7,000 gold? Oh my gosh. Ethics. Burn. I- I think you're you're confused about what soul soul transfers work like. Okay, let me explain. So you go to a devil. Wow, that was good. Me, me the player feels confronted by this. Me the character doesn't understand. Well, it's like this. If you do something that you know is wrong, just to get a monetary reward from it, your soul is not quite the same as it would have been, right? Wow. No, I got it back pretty much the same. So I, th- I think you're pretty much wrong here. <laughs> you should Let's study just look at his character sheet. What, what is his wisdom stat here? <laughs> what, Wings wisdom stat? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like a 14. I'm actually pretty wise. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the plan is... We shall get this 12,000 gold from them one way or another, and we shall decide based upon our own ethics and souls how we do that. Exactly. So let's go to the 12,000 people, Papi Watsons and Sons first, and then we will go to the destination and decide what to do when we get there. Agreed. I want to hear their side first, and then we'll have plenty of time guarding the intellectual property to learn more while we're there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Wing, would you like to come with us? I heard we were going to find something. I'm good at finding things. So let's do it. Okay. I think, DM, we would all like to head to Pappy Watson and Sons. Yeah, as you guys uh, break from your, your breakfast table and uh, walk the cobbles across town uh, to uh, to Pappy Watson and Sons, um, uh, probably have to ask around a bit unless uh, any of you are often buying tools or uh, things to uh, to make things. Um, oh, actually, oh. I, I have a lot of tools to make things, so maybe yes. Yeah? Uh, I then, also can't uh, get lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, not getting lost and knowing where to find something in a city are a little bit different, um, perhaps. But uh, yeah, you guys uh, don't need to ask directions then uh, between your combined efforts. And uh, yeah, in an industrial part of the the city, you come across uh, a sizable warehouse style uh, kind of production facility. It's got this brick facade that's um, uh, emblazoned with chipped and faded white paint that reads Pappy Watson and Sons across the street facing side of this uh, this large building. Uh, the feel here is very peaky blinders with uh, the air choked with smog and there's uh, coal that's just being shoveled places. Uh, there's furnaces going. Yeah, smelters, crushers, any number of other uh, things that keep an industrial uh, center pumping. 
as you guys uh, approach Pappy Watson and Sons, a hurried looking woman in a uh, kind of business or maybe mercantile garb exits. Uh, she kind of stops in her tracks up short as uh, she uh, almost walks into you, uh, kind of reading as she comes out the door and sort of closes it behind her and uh, and looks up. And, ah, you must be representatives of, uh, of one of the guilds, yes? Yes. She's looking for an answer. <laughs> I, I think my thing cut out. Oh, did you say yes? Yes, we are representatives of the Fairblazing Kittens Guild. This is Simmons the Kind and Wing, and that is Nugget. I am Jade. Hello, I am Jade. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's charming. She doesn't seem to care. Uh, her eyes also don't reveal any immediate recognition to the the name uh, Fire Breathing Kittens or your your individual names. Of course you are. You have uh, something you were turning to us then? I dare say it can't have been too large if you'll have it about your persons. Uh, that depends. The, the, are the fire kittens owning anything for that you want returned? Or? Yes, there's been a theft. I thought perhaps you were bringing it back or no such luck then. Oh, no, we are, uh, I, I think we were going to, what was it? We were going to ask around and find out intentions, yes. So we do that first. Our intentions are to get what was taken from us. Um, you, hmm. Um, I believe what my dear friend means here is we were hoping to get some, some intelligence on the situation in order to aid our efforts to retrieve your stolen object. Oh, poor dears. Could you not read the missive? Um, we've had an unfortunate run of thievery of late and have resorted to paying others to do the right thing, as it were, to, to bring some property back to us. Sorry, state of affairs. Yes, we were hoping for maybe eyewitness accounts, security footage, um, information about what exactly was stolen, any suspects. Mm. A bit yes. more information than what was on the flyer. It was uh, an employee of ours um, took a, uh, an, well, some ideas and paperwork along with, um, we believe, a working prototype, but he hadn't checked in for some time. So we're not precisely sure on the, the nature, only that uh, everything from the workspace was taken. All right. So you have a previous employee who decided to leave your company, who took with him the work that he had been working on. Yes, precisely. Do you have a copy of the employment contract? I am uh, quite a fan of legal documents, and I would love to read the parts of the clause where it says that everything invented by the person, and perhaps for up to five years after the employment with you, is owned by the company. Oh, of course I do. But we don't give that out. Employment contracts are so standard and, you know, easy to copy that I do not see why I would not be able to read the copy of it. I understand your misunderstanding, yes. Now, um, I am busy. Was there something else? What was stolen? Uh, well, I'm not typically in the practice of revealing uh, the workings of new inventions or improvements upon existing models that may or may not perhaps be undergoing development at this or any other times. But uh, suffice to say, uh, such things, when they are made, required prototypes be built. And one such prototype, along with its accompanying documentation, has um, wandered off the premises. Even if it were rubbish, it is our rubbish to do with what we will whether it I, works or not. 
I am just confused how you would like us to recognize. Mm. Mm. I, I pat Simmons on the shoulder and I say, she passes, don't you think? Just go with me. Yes. Yes, you know, you pass our test. You are a trustworthy employee. How would we know it was trustworthy or not unless we had tested you? We have come with your prototype already. She looks at you quizzically. <laughs> yep. Well, if I had not tested you, I could have handed it over to the wrong employee. It would have been terrible. So, DM, I would like to do a oh, perception check. Always be escalating. I want to do a perception check and I want to see what type of product they make. Sure. Yeah, you could do perception. You could do history. Um, if you'd like. Oh, God, I am so bad at all of these. Like, yikes, perceptions. My plus one is the highest I'm going to get. Okay, with a 10. Like, I look around. What do they sell? Just roughly. Yeah, it looks like, um, I mean, this is obviously an industrial port, uh, a part of the city. You are near the water, uh, likely where they're making large things so that they can then uh, move them on to um, elsewhere in the world, essentially. Um, there is a, um, a kind of storefront where people might buy, uh, people like Wing might have come here to buy various small tools that you would use in a wood shop or a metal shop or... Um, um, yeah, any number of, of things for the mechanically minded. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as specifics, you can't think of any number of their inventions or, or whatever that would be uh, labeled um, the, the Pappy Watson and Sons brand. Uh, well, I'm going to try to pass off one of my magic items as their invention. I have an idea. Yeah? Mm, you don't need to lose one of your magic items. For 12,000 gold, I'll sell it. <laughs> Okay, okay, you're holding up a finger. All right. Yes, yes. Uh, behind his back, um, Simmond uncorks his water skin mm -hmm. and uses several iterations of the shape water cantrip to pull out a small amount of water, shape it into one of those sort of crystalline blocks that have lots of little air bubbles inside of it that appear to be a complex mechanical working mm -hmm. and then freeze it into that shape and appearance. Could you tell me the components of the shape water spell, please? Uh, sure. So shape water allows me to move water or change the flow of water up to five feet in any direction, um, cause the water to form into shapes and animate at my direction. This change lasts for an hour. Change the water's color or opacity. Um, color, and, silver, opacity, opaque. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and freeze the water, provided that there are no creatures. All of these will last one hour. And what are the components of the spell? Oh, I'm sorry. Components um, it just says S. Okay, you could uh, conceivably do that behind your back uh, during a conversation with a person who does not trust you. <laughs> Can I use that as advantage on like a deception check? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, so you, you make this, uh, this magical uh, frozen, what does it look like? Um, it looks like a block of crystal with a lot of little air bubbles. You know, the kind you, you can get at like souvenir shops. You put them on a light and they like, they, there's different ones that have like dragons and the Eiffel Tower and things in them. And mm -hmm. it appears to be a complex mechanical schematic inside of this block of ice. And I take it, 
from my party member and I hand it to this person who didn't know what she was looking for. She said, oh, it must be quite small because you are not carrying anything very bulky. And I say, you have passed the test. This is the stolen component. We have recovered it. We are the fire and kittens and we are true to our word. And I rolled a 22 on my deception check because of the advantage that Simmons gave me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she takes it. Um, and is this supposed to be the uh, intellectual property or the physical goods? Uh, oh, I, I of course, I have paper promises. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I, I feel some so, bad for my fellow DM now. <laughs> but yes, that's what no. it's used for. Go for it. Any promise or deal written on this 8 by 11 inch white page disappears in an hour. Anything else stays. Official description... Paper promises, wondrous item, uncommon. This high quality piece of paper appears blank. When writing something on the paper, you can speak its command word and specify how long the written words will remain on the paper. Regardless of whether or not you specify a duration of time, after one day has passed, the paper will become blank again. Furthermore, you, once per day, you can speak a different command word and have the paper promises appear in your hand regardless of your distance to it, so long as you're on the same plane of existence. Rad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's your command word? Be schematics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the hurried kind of businesswoman uh, reaches out and takes uh, the papers from you. And, uh, um, well, I, I suppose uh, I can get this to engineering to, to verify. Um, yes, and she takes the, the crystal from Simmond. Uh, oh, it's quite cold. I, I suppose it must have come from the, the exothermic studies. It looks at you like she's given something away. Um, uh very well. Uh, if you'll remain here a moment, um, I'm going to be very late for my next appointment. Uh, and she goes inside and looks like she's uh, looking to confirm some things um, with people inside. She's gone for a minute. Two minutes. Three minutes tick by. She's like, this is definitely working. This is working, right? This has to be working. Uh... And after five minutes, she comes out and uh, she's got a small pouch that she's carrying and says, uh, well, this doesn't seem to match exactly what we were expecting, but it does look like it could fit the bill. And who knows what this employee uh, must have been up to. Uh, we've also fired the supervisor for what that's worth. Um, how does uh, one-third payment sound? This isn't what we'd put the bounty out on, but, uh, well, we shouldn't look uh, gift horses in the mouths, so to speak. I do believe we brought you exactly what was missing. Oh. I you found this at Beston Road. <laughs> we infiltrated their building. It was quite dramatic. Uh, deception check. Oh, no. Oh, no, Druid. Oh, no. <laughs> we were so close. You were so uh, close. Dice might Give be there. me we'll a see. second. <laughs> Let me just see. What is my deception? It's a plus one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Letter of seven. What do we got? I mean, it's... Let me, let me just share my screen here. Oh, Can you that, see my screen? Is that a natural 20? What? That's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> You, sir, gamble with fate and you win. How dare so, you? <laughs> I do believe we brought you exactly what you asked for. And it is not our fault that your employee was not working on what he was supposed to. I believe this person has already been fired, which should cure your problem. But it does not cure ours. 
yes. Um, we'll call it uh, uh, 4,000, not a coin more. Wow. I believe we could always take that property back with us if it seems it's not uh, valuable enough to you to pay the full promised reward. Ooh. Uh, would you like to go intimidation there? Can I place a uh, now medium-sized uh, dragon on his shoulder that also looks menacingly at her? For a I'm also going to use guidance yeah, that's going to allow me to add into, a uh, returning stolen property into uh, a shakedown here. I dig it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, I have, so does, that mean, does that mean I have advantage right now? Sure. <laughs> Wait. Plus my d4. Plus my d4. What's, I mean. I got a two. I, this is a three. I'm not intimidating. <laughs> You're just so cute. I'm afraid that is my final offer. Uh, this does not match what we would hope it we we had hoped for. But uh, you are not walking away empty-handed. Um, what guild did you say you were with? As a sunblade. <laughs> oh, all right. Am I still sharing my screen? You are okay. not. Uh, yes, we are part of the uh, Sunblades. <laughs> yeah, she produces a quill and uh, jots a quick note down. Very good. Um, uh, Wing leans over to Jade. He does like, swindle. <laughs> good job, Wing. And uh, yeah, she hands over the, uh, the 4,000 gold um, and uh, hurries along her way. <laughs> we leave. We leave. <laughs> I mean, we could go inside, get it back, and sell it again to someone else. No, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, Good job, I can make Let's a new go. one. <laughs> I was. Uh, that was God, amazing. Amazing, Simmons. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that, dear, okay. dear listeners, is how you creatively use your cantrips. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, that was excellent. I love it. We are outside that building right now, and I'm just like, I put an arm around both of your shoulders, and I'm like, you Oh, yeah, guys, you guys can beat feet. That's great. <laughs> let's go get a, a very expensive meal of the highest quality street food, and then continue on our way. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh, yeah, we eat, like, salmon on a stick the most expensive food on a stick and before we head out to i mean we got to go investigate this 116 best in road right yeah uh so now as you walk across the uh the other way across town uh you're heading north outside of town on uh onto best in road that kind of leads well outside the city up into the mountains and stuff further on uh you've got great snacks and uh good laughs between friends as uh you pulled your swindle <laughs> Mrs. Sinclair would be so proud. <laughs> All right, so shall we proceed on? Let's see if we were, were correct in swindling those people. And you know, they don't know who we are. We can just go at a different time of day, be a different employee who cares so much about the company. And we can be the fireblazing kittens instead of the sunblades. All you know is we need booksellers. I mean, if you want to get really tactical, we could pop in every few hours and just... <laughs> Shift change. No, no, I'm a druid. I'm a druid. Never mind. <laughs> Let's both be thieves next season. No, I'm kidding. Keep going. So how many gills are there in the city? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, 116 Beston Road, DM. 
Yeah, so um, you go from the, the well-paved streets of the, the inner city to the kind of rough cobbles mm. further out to now it's kind of just packed red dirt uh, as you make your way further north, kind of meandering north by northwest uh, as you, you uh, head toward uh, this. Uh, what you find is an abandoned mine. Uh, there's a sizable group of now ramshackle outbuildings um, that, uh, that surround it. Um, there's kind of a main house that uh, you assume that uh, maybe the foreman or, or whoever would stay when they're on the property. Um, there are high fences that surround um, this uh, this group of building out group of buildings out to the road. The gate that uh, that leads there is closed at the road, um, but it doesn't appear to be locked or barred. I try the gate. Yeah, you can swing it inward. Um, there's a bit of uh, resistance to it, as uh, you can see that. Um, it's kind of like a, a corrugated steel or tin uh, gate around the outside, so it's opaque. And there's a little bit of resistance to it, and you can see that attached to this first gate in a simple um, but kind of a effective method of like um, almost like a primitive airlock, so that as you open the first gate, the second closes, and they can't both be open at once. Um, so you're in kind of like a, a holding waiting room almost uh, outside. Um, and then after you're all in, you can close the gate, and then uh, that would allow the, the inner gate to open. Can I... I wish I had this for my cats at home. <laughs> uh, can I, if, if my other two companions uh, go into the gate, can Wing uh, stay outside the first gate for now? Totally. All right. All right. On we go. Yeah, as you... Open the inner gate. You can hear um, the the machinations uh, pull the outer gate uh, shut. And there's some pressure there until uh, you come in and uh, a pace or so inside. There's a snick as a large railroad spike slams into the loose gravel walkway in front of you. Uh, uh, it lands in front of your feet, maybe um, 18 or 30 inches or so, um, and it seems to have been uh, released by this considerable amount of air pressure. There's that thump, uh, telltale sound of like, if you've ever been uh, to a, a sporting event, and they use the t-shirt cannons, that kind of, uh, that kind of sound. And from a, a darkened window, uh, the best you can tell, and you've got a, a ranger and a druid, you guys are pretty uh, attuned at spotting where sounds are coming from. Um, Calling out from a, a darkened upstairs window of this central house comes a voice. Bonjour! I apologize for the dramatic threats, but uh, if you are here about the requested help, I ask that you show me the distinctive markings of your guild, huh? I'm still outside, so I'm not, I'm not hearing or showing anything. <laughs> Simmons shows the marking. <laughs> Jade raises her left hand, the backside, you know... What is that called? Palm is the front. I don't know if the backside has a name. Has a fire-breathing kitten's tattoo? Typically called the dorsum. Dorsum. Writing that down. I'm impressed. Uh, where's Simmons? <laughs> I actually forget where mine is. <laughs> Simmons is just kind of pulling up his shirt, looking around. <laughs> just, just say, say another fancy name for a body parts. We'll believe you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's uh, on the the popliteal space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where that is. 
<laughs> Me either. Moving on. There, there's one listener out there who's like, yes, yes. I knew this new knowledge would come in handy one day. <laughs> Is that external? Yes, it's the back okay. of the knee. Ah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, at least one of us has raised our hand. Yeah, uh, seeming satisfied by that, the voice uh, calls out from the darkness again. Again, I regret the ghost display of force, but I have reason to suspect that I am in considerable danger. I thank you for your attention from such an esteemed guild for one such as myself. I am called Valor Funkenstein, and you are? Without our friend, do you mind opening the gate one more time? Uh, yeah, it isn't locked. You just can't have both open at the same time. So uh, Wing can walk in whenever he wants. Nugget, please make Wing go, sir. <laughs> well, he actually can. Uh, the Nugget will take me on his back and he will ride inside with me on his back. Whoa, he's, he's gotten so much bigger. Yes, I can ride him now. That's awesome. We are now a tank. Because <laughs> I have a bazooka. <laughs> You apparently aren't the only one. Ooh. <laughs> As you all make your entrance. Uh, well, I wish that I had wine to pour or bread to break with you, but that's a moment. The great fortune I possess is merely theoretical. And even if we are to able to realize it, uh, I would give it all away to the people of this world. If you please, I would like to speak with you without shouting our business across this land, but... I feel a word to prepare yourselves must be given in kindness. I have heard that my visage is uh, unpleasant to gaze upon, so I have but my word to assure you that I have no sinister intentions. I should warn you that I, am, I look like I am a vision. I have black <laughs> eye spaces and red skin in it on. Yeah, and I've been dead. We're fine. <laughs> I look adorable. You can hear movement inside, and then uh, the latch inside the door is open, and the door kind of creaks open for you. We proceed inward, completely not paying attention to the foreshadowing of his name. <laughs> yeah, a uh, a hand clad in this heavy black duster and dark leather gloves uh, waves you toward uh, into this, uh, was once the, the foreman's house at this uh, abandoned manganese mine. Uh, and before you stands Volior Funkenstein at uh, about six foot five, pretty tall for a, a human, though perhaps not reaching the statue uh, or stature of uh, some of your, your half giants or your... Um, uh, fur bears and things um though kind of bent and oddly proportioned uh this figure quite literally darkens the doorstep uh as he comes to greet you and where the skin shows at like outside the shirt cuff uh and the neck you can see a literal patchwork of flesh tones uh, fashioned together at odd angles with these copper wires woven here and there um to kind of connect them. And at the, the neck above the shirt, there's no organic tissue, just a, a series of mechanical metal joints that are bound up in copper coiling that occasionally kind of arc electricity with a small zap, zap, as uh, it moves around. Uh, this figure wears a, a wide-brimmed black felt hat, hiding many facial details in shadow, but you can see the bone structure uh, and skin of the face is piecemeal, just like the hands, um, made up of a number of 
we'll call them donors, I guess. Uh, Volure makes a show of placing the business end of the the strange pneumatic weapon that he fired, uh, the warning shot, onto the floor and keeps his palms upward as he steps towards you and motions to some dusty old kitchen furniture that uh, remains from the original occupants. And uh, as he moves, you can kind of hear the crack and pop of both natural joints and then the whirring of the mechanical ones as he sits into place. Okay. Everybody... Joining? <laughs> yes, of course. Absolutely. Don't even bat an eye. Yeah, I'm. I'm like a demon thing. Sure. I I will I will stay by the door. I'm inside for the better door because this man is a little bit strange. Yeah, I mean, sure. he's kind of familiar. He sounds like Jade, but f- besides that, he's kind of strange. <laughs> it's true in this group. I mean, Wing really is adorable. Yeah, <laughs> you're the cutest fire breathing kitten. Oh. No, wait, Nugget, I'm sorry. I agree. (laughs) Best tag team, for sure. So, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, we did speak to this uh, other interesting party, and quite frankly, it seemed a bit suspect. We'd love to hear your side of... Eyes uh, go go wide underneath the brim, and you can see uh, pulls back, sits upright at the, the mention that you've been speaking to other people. And you should know this have been Iron Guilds. Yes. However, we would remain with an open mind and wait to make our decision upon what you say. We have elves outside of the story. What do you say? Uh, well, of course. Uh, uh, I hope you do not mind my reactions there. You are uh, playing with fire, uh, so to speak. <laughs> so I suppose it comes with the territory, huh? <sighs> well... You have trusted me, so I shall trust you in kind. I, uh, for a time, worked for a company. They were called Hubert Sandcrank Machines, and uh, I was employed as a, an engineer. They gave me the opportunity to have my uh, privacy. I worked in uh, my own kind of hidden away space where I could tinker with machines and make things to... Uh, well, some to my pleasure, but uh, some was uh, more dictated, and uh, I was away from unkind eyes, as it were, and uh, occasionally I would uh, create some things that they felt had value, and they would uh, sell it off into the world at production, and sometimes they said it was junk, and it was not used, and such is life, eh? So, just so that we're clear, the state you appear in currently, you seem very distressed about it. This is not a result of your employment. Oh, no, I, uh, I woke up like this, huh? All right. And, uh, can you tell me about what happened just before you terminated your employment? Yes, of course, I, uh... One invention that I was working on most recently was, uh... Well, it was not junk. Uh, What I have, I believe, will make a number of powerful people quite cross. It is an engine of sorts, capable of powering machines for locomotion, manufacture, anything that you might dream up. And I have made it function virtually free of cost, using the preservation of an endangered local species. Ah, that is the the driving uh, producer of the energy, and I merely harness it, and, well, 
when it became clear what they were likely to do with this invention, I took it at first opportunity and I ran. Uh, I found this place. I have been here some days, but I do not believe that it is safe. So uh, I, I have a mental picture. I just want to, to verify here. I am imagining that we have an engine that runs on, we'll say, pixie dust, and it requires capturing endangered pixies and keeping them inside this machine to produce power. No, 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 nothing of the sort. These are, uh, well, they aren't mammals like uh, perhaps you are and I was, but... uh, they are uh, small creatures akin to mammalian uh, uh, true moles, like you may be familiar with, but their lineage uh, diverted some time back. Uh, uh, I suspect that uh, wizards were, were involved with uh, their uh, deviation, as we will call it. Uh, they're unable to breathe pure air like you or I might, and as uh, at these temperatures, their poor little lungs would freeze, and they have adopted a small ember that leaves in the soft palate at the back of the throat and it superheats this air that they breathe in and out. Um, basically, for you guys, this is uh, essentially a, a, a new entry in a popular IP about uh, collecting and battling adorable pocket-sized monsters. <laughs> These are salamanders? <laughs> basically. Basically, they're magical okay. salamanders, but they're moles that have to heat the air to breathe. All right. All right, and you've been using them to power an engine. And why would this make people so unhappy? Well, the moles are not uh, favored by locals as uh, they have the unfortunate uh, capability to uh, start the forest fires, but only if their habitat is not uh, properly maintained and they have been driven to near extinction. But uh, the property of uh, the ember, the spark, the spark moles, um, it produces quite a bit of heat. I suspect, so I have not performed a full autopsy, as uh, none have died as of yet, but uh, I suspect that this uh, ember is a small portal into the uh, plane of elemental fire, and this is where the energy is coming from. And by providing a safe habitat for these creatures, I capture the heat in a specific method, and then... uh, in a, a sort of a capsule, as uh, that is uh, the correct word. It's sort of a, an egg-shaped uh, device. And uh, the heat is used to melt a core of molten iron within a... Uh, 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 now DM can't think of the word. Uh, stops one thing from getting hot or getting cold. Insulation is the word. Uh, <laughs> in an insulated capsule and uh, these capsules can then be removed and placed into other things to capture the heat with an engine uh, I would call it a Stirling engine Uh, perhaps you have an an other word for this Um, but uh, yes it runs on molten iron and if it is good enough to keep the core of this world spinning and hot perhaps it is good enough for this machine this sounds fantastic I I'm still having trouble understanding the problem why would people not want to breed these fire moles and power the and power the world with these machines because it does not run on coal and other such things my friend ah the people who already own the coal would be upset i understand the people who own the coal are the ones who operate and create the machinery it's a a very cyclical sort of sort of endeavor i see um and so you decided to run away with the invention, correct? Uh, 
I did. It. Uh, your tone makes it sound as if I was stealing, and I would quibble with you there, my friend. Uh, I took what was given to me, perhaps, from where it used to be. This is, this is true. But my job was a mechanical engineer, and this is an effective, efficient solution to a great number of problems. Stealing is a, a bad thing that somebody does for themselves. I'm trying to do a good thing for all. I do not think this word should apply. I agree with you completely. I have one question regarding the legality of what you are saying. Uh, but of course. And may I see a copy of your employment contract to see if you had what's called an employment exclusivity contract? Uh, he looks at you a bit quizzically, and uh, I took but my notebooks, uh, the contracts I felt were uh, uh, conducive and beneficial only to the employers, and they were not useful. I, uh, I did not bring such things. Okay, then small question to your member. When you first joined the company, I made you send a lot of paperwork, yes? Ah, oh, yes, of course. Did any of that paperwork say that anything you created while you were in the employee belonged to the company? Uh, history check there. Uh, uh, yes, uh, all things belong to them. I would be uh, compensated at a rate whether what I built was functional or not. Well, then unfortunately, what you've created does not belong to you. And I'd like to point out Jade's character flaw. She's lawful to the point of not really caring about good or bad, because as a tiefling, I'm sorry, for personal reasons, she doesn't really know what's good or bad. What she enjoys isn't necessarily, so the best way to be good is to follow the laws. But does she not also look after the defenseless? Well, so here's the thing. Here's your flaw. I obey the law, even if the law causes misery, because at the end of the day, that's what's right. All right. And so, what's your bond? Uh, I fight for those who cannot fight for them. So gosh darn it. <laughs> a conflict I think of interest. This becomes a very interesting moral dilemma because, Mr. Frankenstein, I am sorry. A Funkenstein. Oh, Funkenstein. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, Funkenstein. Stain. 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 Yes. I mean, really. Mr. Uh, F. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we do find ourselves in the unfortunate legal situation that your previous employer is correct. That does technically belong to them. However, I do see your point that sometimes maybe ethics might trump the legality of a situation. And maybe our, our responsibility is to the world and not to the person writing the contract. I am going to have to disagree. Wing, what do you what do you think about this? I have a question. So, if they get back uh, what they think is this thing, do you think they will no longer come after you to get it back, or do you think they will still want to come after you? Or maybe you can go to a different country and, like, you know, disappear. Oh, I believe that my life may be forfeit uh, already. Um, I am less inclined about what happens to me so much as this feels like I have happened upon something far more important than myself. Uh, if the company really requires this thing, I, uh, I fear that they will perhaps hold it and bury it. And uh, if they are capturing these moles, experimenting and perhaps torturing them, I, I do not know. So, yeah, the thing, they have the right to do the thing that you invented while you were with them. But what is critical now is 
how long was the employment exclusivity for? So what we really need to do here is find the paperwork of your employment. I think that is just focus. Yes. So we will find the paperwork of your employment. We'll see how long the employment exclusivity applies to. And then we will say, oh, you know, it's only six months. We will wait six months. And uh, in that meantime, we will capture all of the moles. His head shakes six months. No, 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 no. Uh, we have perhaps... Uh, an hour. Uh, I'm glad you got here as quickly as you did. Okay, so I, we I, capture all the moles. We take the moles to G-Shop. You, uh, you know, uh, see how long you have to wait. And then you start experimenting on the moles in a different way. Instead of an engine, you make an oven. You know, it's, it's a little things in life that make you happy. I have a question. Uh, yeah? <laughs> what if... Because Miss Jade, she wants to follow the law, but she also wants to help people. If there were two devices, we could give one back and you could have one, mm. and then both are happy. Exactly. You make your oven, they have their engine, it's the same, but they cannot run their engine if we have all the moles. Uh, but they uh, will require my notes, eh? So you same. give them their notes, but you take all the moles. Because that was not in the contract. You must give them a copy of your Indeed. notes. Yes. If they just want to bury this, what does it matter? Yeah, Funkenstein uh, kind of <laughs> rubs the uh, the various uh, pieces of skin flesh that make up the chin as he considers this. Uh, well, perhaps there is wisdom in uh, in what you say. Uh, we will need time. And as he says that, you hear a jingle. Ding, uh, ding, 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 ding. The perimeter. We are out of time. I give to you my notebook, and uh, from under a floorboard, he hands you uh, uh, the notebook, if somebody wants to grab it. It's this big, leather-bound tome, probably weighs 20 pounds, at least. I have a bag of holding. Oh, me too. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) he looks at you, and we are out of time. I will leave the decision to you, but for now... We must. And uh, he will pick up the business end of this uh, pneumatic cannon thing and head back up to the window. And you can hear now the rattling of the fences. uh, And um, uh, there's clamor. You can hear people calling outside. Very much like uh, if you ever seen the movie The Warriors, uh, various gangs are beginning to assemble and descend upon this area. It seems you weren't the only ones who got... uh, the uh, the missive with a, a promise of a big paycheck. You just happened to to get here first, and um, yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you mm-hmm. please, Mister Frankenstein? Frankenstein, Mister F. Frankenstein. Yes. Do you Mr. please, Mister F? If you prefer the brevity, yeah. I have uh, a friend Willie, and he is like you, and you know, please. Um. I do, but I feel it is something that uh, my brain just feels that it needs and not something uh, particularly of use. Uh, and he kind of gestures, and there's no, like, trachea and things inside the neck. It doesn't connect anywhere. We have two bags of holding. So, yeah. Mm? You could just climb in the bag. We can walk out of here. I uh, appreciate it, but... Uh, it's and you can hear the, the uh, him starting to shoot at people as he's loading these... Uh, uh, railroad spikes uh, that he's amassed, and you can see them piled up at the various windows now that you're inside. Uh, 
I think uh, um, they have come for me, but not you. You may be able to save my prototype. This is uh, this is important to me, and if you intend to return it, I may not stop you. Where is it? There is a, a tunnel out the back. Uh, I will attempt to hold them off if I am able. And uh, I'm going to ask everybody to roll initiative as uh, uh, these bands make their way and could i have the people who roll the two lowest numbers then roll a d8 for me 11 18 uh, i got a one <laughs> you said Sweet. d8 d8 is four one all right so our initiative will be uh wing then jade then bad one then bad two then simmond i also have a question yeah mr f do you trust me? Uh, he kind of calls back. Is this the time for uh, such conversation? But uh, it is absolutely the time. Right now, do you trust me? I uh, place my complete trust in the fire-breathing kittens. I, uh, I hope that you will do the correct thing. Would you say that you are willing to go along with our plans then? <laughs> uh, A simple yes or no, sir. I'm not sure that I understand your plan, uh, much less him. Uh, what's your plan? I'm going to cast Polymorph on him. Uh, it won't work. Uh, he is uh, immune to being shape-changed. Oh. Yep. Makes sense. All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, with that, uh, Wing, you can hear um, people clamoring over the gate. Uh, they seem to be announcing themselves in this space. Uh, the first, um, you can hear the zap of electricity as they kind of electrify the fences and are, are starting like a, a chant almost um, as, um, yeah, you can look out the windows if you'd like or um, yeah, whatever you want to do. Uh, the turn is yours. All right. Uh, I will uh, say to my companions, Okay, I will I will hold them off for a little while, help the, the large F-men. Uh, you can go ahead first. I am faster, so I will catch up to you. And, and I will be, I'm still on the back of Nugget, so I can uh, reach the, the, the window. Otherwise, I'm a little bit small. <laughs> and I will place next to the next to the big cannon that the big man is firing, I will place my own cannon, Bazooka Buddies. And we, I'll start firing at them as well. Awesome. Awesome. So you're going to, uh, yeah, as you look out this window, um, the first group to kind of make their way over and through the fence, they've kind of hacked through and you can see um, like uh, laser sword marks where heat uh, still remains on the edges of these cuts as they've just uh, hacked through the fence and stepping in are um, a rival mercenary band, um, the the Megahertz. They are Electro Samurai uh, from uh, out of town and they are these electrical themed warriors as uh, they step in and uh, yeah you can let loose give me an attack roll all right uh, i make two attacks the first was at 27 and the second was a 13 uh first hit second does not all right then my first hit will deal because uh, uh, nugget has been growing and with his growth increases my power as well my large bazooka now fires electrified bolts that explode in a burst of sparks uh, I will do him a six piercing damage and three electric damage, uh, lightning damage, I think it is. Yes, there is no electric damage. You can see that the, the arrow hits home straight into the chest, punches through um, kind of a, a split male armor, and the electric damage doesn't seem to, to do much, but 
quickly slumps down uh, from... Um, he's not immune to having bits of wood and metal embedded in his heart as he slumps against the fence. Uh, one kill down for, uh, for Wing there. Oh, no. Anything else on your... Light, lightning resistance, my only weakness. Who <laughs> 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 oh, no. Anything else from Wing? Uh, no, I will stay here and uh, probably like stay one or two rounds uh, to hold them back as well. So I can give my friends some time. All right, Jade. I would like to move to behind Valuel Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I would like to use my sword, the flat of it, to hit Valuel twice on the back of the head. All right, make, a, make an attack roll. It was 13 to hit and 23 to hit. Do either of those hit? 23 does. Okay. I'm specifically attacking non-lethally. And that's Noted. Searing Smite as well. So as, as well as my D8 of 5 plus 3 for a total of 8 plus 2 D6s. Because uh, I'm, a, I'm a certain lineage that gets a certain spell, Searing Smite, at second level. So it says that... I'm expending my daily, basically, if everyone, anyone's familiar with 4th uh, edition. I guess it's once per long rest, that's fine. But, um, so, it's an extra 4, plus 2, 14 damage to the back of this person's head, non-lethally. Uh, yeah, you bludgeon him. Uh, what does your, uh, your searing smite look like? Flames. Like flames on my sword. Yeah, nice non-lethal flames for friendly attacks, for, right? And he catches on fire. <laughs> yeah, so the text of Searing Smite is that the next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during your spell's duration, your weapon flares with white hot intensity and the attack deals an extra fire damage to the target and causes the target to ignite in flames. Yeah, uh, so he sees uh, firing this uh, this uh, air cannon out the the window, his back completely toward you, uh, because he just trusts you so much to do the right thing here. As you uh, (laughs) baseball bat swing (laughs) to the back of the head and light your friend on fire here. (laughs) Ah! Oh, they actually make a Constitution saving throw now that I'm ready. All right. Huh. Uh, That is a nineteen. Oh, hmm. I'm pretty sure whatever save I have is not 19. He's fine. He's not on fire. Uh, yeah, it is enough to like singe the back of the, the brim of his hat and the, the collar of his duster. And uh, you can see that there's burn mark along uh, the flesh that's all kind of cobbled together. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, 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 this is... Uh, how is this, uh, this helping? Intimidation check. Get in the back or I will beat you more. You are more important to the world than you realize. Get in the bag. <laughs> what size is this bag? So the bag holds up to 500 pounds. <laughs> um, what size is the opening? The opening is only <laughs> two feet, but we've put larger things in it. So I believe it can stretch in, in it as part of its extra dimensional space. A hamster can fit in a space as wide as its head. A Frankenstein can fit in a space as wide as its shoulders. Get in the bag. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't is. have shoulder mobility like that. It's all clockwork you're, no, inside. No, you're, you're, you're two feet wide the shoulder, I think. And and that's an intimidation of 16. I'm going to keep hitting you until you get in the bag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can see your attack barely put a dent uh, in this, uh, sure. in this bad, bad. Uh, beastie there. Um, but uh, he seems unfazed and wants to, to keep it in. Um, but uh, perhaps you can wear him down. Great. Cool. 
This is great. This is yeah, awesome. he seems to think this was a, a friendly fire and just, no, no, please, uh, stop them. I'm, you must get out of here. There is more important things to do. The only one who can recreate this is you. Anybody with the notes can. Actually, recreating I can do. <laughs> as long as it's recreating. <laughs> yeah, but can you invent an oven? Mm. No, not at all. I cannot invent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I won't treat that as a, a, a failed, uh, necessarily, intimidation check. I'll treat it more as, uh, as effort. Uh, and there's a certain threshold that has to be, has to be reached. Anything else from Jade? <laughs> she wags her finger at you. <laughs> That's it. Uh, the first group of baddies uh, clears the fence and as they move by uses the electricity to burn one of the uh, outbuildings Um, looks like it might have been uh, a barracks or something it's starting to to catch on one of the corners as flames lick up and they they make their way toward um, but they are kind of darting here and there trying to stay out of uh, um, view of Wing who's just uh, picking them off one by one here Um, so they will have three quarter cover on their approach in but uh, are not completely out of view Um, also they're like in glowing blue armor to accentuate how electric they are. So uh, not, not terribly good at hiding. And uh, the second group of rival baddies, or mercs, I guess, that, uh, that clear the fence, they kind of hover up over as they drop in unison. And they are wearing kind of skull masks and sort of um, striped, brightly colored uniforms with little skirts and they're holding pom-poms as in unison they land and strike a pose this is the spirit razors ready okay we're gonna take your heads today we've got cheer you've got fear your destruction is so near uh this is the gang of (laughs) necromancer cheerleaders and they're going to be uh, begin summoning skeletons that uh, are now a uh, very zombie movie, clawing at the windows and things at the, the outside of this uh, this building that you're in as they begin to move around to the other side, away from the uh, the electric samurai. Is is this the result of uh, Mendex becoming popular on that one evil school last season? And now the cheerleaders are like, oh my god, necromancy is cool, and then they became cheerleaders as well? That's it great. might. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and that is their turn. That takes us to Simmond. Yeah. So just clarifying the layout here, I can see the tunnel that Mr. F gestured towards, correct? Yeah. There's a big manganese mine that's now abandoned um, kind of in the rear. It's sort of in a, 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 the dead end of this, uh, this canyon kind of area. Um, so there's a, a flat open area. It's not in this current building. No, 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 no. There's a, there, you're in like the... Um, uh, the foreman's quarters. Uh, there's like a, a house here where they would live, and the mine is um, outside. I see. And um, Mr. F is facing away from me towards a, mi- a window, correct? Mm-hmm. And he is roughly large human shaped, right? Yep. Okay. So he theoretically would fit into a bag of holding, correct? <laughs> Man. Um... <laughs> Especially if the top can expand in, an, in, in its extra dimensional space. I would say not easily, but not impossibly. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do this the easy way and then the hard way. It, if I necessary. Mean, it seems like hard, but all right. <laughs> so the easy way, 
he's facing away from me. I attempt to just take the bag and stretch it wide and just go over his head and just <laughs> top to bottom, just right in there. I love you. <laughs> please, please um, don't back your friends. Please don't back your friends. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll call that, uh, we'll call it grappling. All right. Uh, does, it, does, it, does it help if Simmons screams paper or plastic while he does it? <laughs> uh, it doesn't help the effort. It is funny. So, I mean, I dig it. <laughs> All right. So it's a strength roll, right? Uh, yeah. Athletics. Athletics. All right. I rolled a 16. What is my Athletics. 19 for Funkenstein. I have a plus five. What did I say? I rolled 16. So yeah, I got I got a 21. <laughs> yeah, it does take some doing. Um, I'll call it uh, your action to get it over the head and shoulders. And if you want to use your bonus action, you can take it right to the floor. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> yeah, you got a um, a flesh golem in a in a in a bag. <laughs> Do I still have movement? <laughs> sure. We're going to get as far away from here as I can. I follow. <laughs> or actually, we're in the top. We are in the top build room of a building, correct? Sure. Yeah. Do we have any access to the out? Oh, there's windows. Yeah. There's large windows. Sure. Okay. Hey, Nugget. <laughs> Can we ride Nugget out of here? Uh, oh no, he's only medium. Uh, I am on the, I am the only one that is uh, legally allowed to ride him per the uh, rules of that ability. Uh, all right. Well, mm, let's go to the roof, anyways. All right. How are you getting there? Um, there's not direct access. There's no direct access. Can, I mean, we're on the top floor. Can I just reach up? And I mean, I, I'm an eight foot tall giant with incredibly strong. Can I just reach up and pull myself onto the roof? Sure. Um, we'll call it uh, difficult terrain and give me an athletics check. All right. You know, uh, as you run up well, I've heard this phrase never run up. Have you heard this phrase as well? Because, you know, there's only one way to go from up and set it down. I do not fly. I I, I have a plan. Um, okay. Yeah. So I got a 15 plus five is a 20. Am I able to pull myself onto the roof? Yeah, you can muscle up and uh, put yourself up there. That'll use 10 feet of movement. Um, but you are, uh, yeah, up on top of this roof. Okay. Can, can I pull Jade with me with some more of my movement? Um, Just grab her and swing her up. She's little. I'm 260 pounds. Oh, are yeah, you? I, I, I you think I already really used your, your action bonus action. Uh, Never mind. You're getting up on your own. Um, <laughs> can I speak at this point? Sure. I am going to call down to the people approaching. He already got out. I don't know what happened, but this place is empty. Don't fire at me. Excellent. Uh, yeah, give me a deception check at disadvantage. Uh, they are likely to want to clear this place anyway, but could work. Oh, let them. I got a 13, plus, I believe plus one, so 14. It seems like uh, arrows and uh, um, darts and things are still going to keep heading your way. Um, even if he is gone, they want to search this place and see what they can uh, make a profit off of. He went mm. set away. <laughs> <laughs> No, I should. I'll wait until my turn. 
Yeah, by all means, let him search. I'll just wait. We'll take cover on the roof. Cool. It is Funkenstein's turn, and he can do not a useful thing. How about wing? Top of the round. Technically, bags of holding have, like, don't they have that? Let me go find them. Um, I know they can be destroyed. um, And destroy it, but I don't think that would benefit anybody. Okay. Mm. To be fair, he can muscle his way out. Yeah. Nah. We'll hang out. All right. He may spend the turn in confusion. Sometimes if your friends tell you you need a timeout, it's best to listen. (laughs) I mean, when I'm put into an extra-dimensional space, it takes me some time to get acquainted to my new surroundings. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, what else is in this bag? What does Funkenstein find? (laughs) Oh, yes. Not much. Lots of seeds and herbs and things like that. I I don't think I put a whole lot in here yet. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, top of the round with wing. Just a flesh golem, you know. I, I am very happy you put him inside your back of holding, because this would be a long list. Yeah. <laughs> I may have a problem. <laughs> okay, so uh, since my uh, since my companions don't want to use the, 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 the cover that is in a cave and want to get on top of the roof that doesn't provide any cover against ranged attacks... I will try to protect the people on the roof. Uh, I will uh, cast a fog cloud that is in front of the building. Uh, we are. I want it to be uh, the edge of it to be uh, about up to where we are, so we can still see our mm-hmm. surroundings, but uh, they cannot see us. We won't be able to see them as well, but at least you know they don't have a target. Yeah, uh, you were definitely outnumbered, uh, so having that uh, is very handy as they're just kind of pouring over these uh, fences. He is. Uh, but yeah, uh, protecting your friends on the roof. Awesome. Anything else from Wing? Uh, I will I will shout up, uh, Mr. Simmons, while I appreciate your candle, uh, I am not very good at climbing and I would like to use the tunnel. And now I will... <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I recollect uh, if I saw that the roof actually would lead anywhere? Like, are there other roofs that we can jump to? Did they see that it was next to a wall that we could climb? anything or is it just like um there's like a a small shed um on one side and then there's the outhouse on on the other um if you're mechanically minded uh jumping from this height onto things like an outhouse or a shed you're likely to punch straight through and be worse off than if you just hit the ground um but uh yeah so yes and no okay then for now oh man oh gosh it uh, does sound fantastic, I say, as it's like I'm cursed. Every missile that falls within 10 feet of me, kind of like magnet, zooms in to me to hit me. It It's not going well for me up on the roof here. So I'm like, it does sound fantastic. Ow, ow, I mean, ow. Yes, to the tunnel. Yeah, you can, can hear things to the tunnel? Uh, even on the outside of walls that are heading towards Simmond and then just like hitting and sticking into the walls, uh, points of darts and arrows and things uh, getting stuck, embedded. They would, but they hit me instead. <laughs> I I have the shield of right, missile right. attraction. They're going for Simmond yeah. and are arcing Bam. towards you, um, oh, wildly disobeying the laws of physics. Yep. <laughs> Whenever a ranged weapon attack is made against the target within 10 feet of me, the curse causes me to become the target instead. Stop. Stop trying to sacrifice yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will, okay, I will for now, I will stay where I was at the window. I'm not very good at climbing, so I don't really want to get up to the roof, but I also don't just want to dash into the tunnel and leave my friends behind. So I will stay where I was and I just keep up the smoke screen. At least we have got, we, we have got okay. the smoke screen. 
Yeah, uh, you can hear zombies. It's likely that they're going to break through these windows. Uh, it's just like simple shutters uh, that are, are closed. Um, he had planned on being the defense here, and it seems to not be holding, uh, or bag of holding. Who? Uh, hey. <laughs> Simon, to the tunnel. I and that agree. Takes us to Jade. <laughs> he has a plan. We're fine. He has a plan. How do you calculate carrying capacity in 5e again? <laughs> should say on your character sheet. Yeah, my strength is 16, so carrying capacity 5e is your strength score multiplied by 15. So that means 16 times 15 is 240. How much you weigh, Simon? Um, more than that. I weigh 280. Ah, I can't just pick you up and take you, but I can be like, eh, pass the baton. <laughs> And wait, um, and I have a readied action. When I am past the baton, I will head for the tunnel. I'm also, oh, okay, sure, yes. So I've ready to dash. Cool. I dig it. Anything else from Jade? That ends my turn. All right. The, uh, um, oh, I've already forgotten their pun name. Uh, <laughs> the megahertz. <laughs> the megahertz are now moving in. Um, they are going to try and break through the bottom floor and get to to wing it's enough to kind of crash through and open that window that you were i assume just kind of opening and firing shots and then um kind of staying in cover um they tear the um the shutter off as one of the swords embeds into the windowsill beside you uh wing and you can see it arcing and uh sparking in the wood is starting to smolder and ember and smoke um but uh not enough to impact you directly for the first uh, that is a 19 to hit for the second. Uh, 19. Uh, would they be able to see me through the fog? Oh, I was thinking the fog was up high. Um, so no. it would be a disadvantage to hit you with a natty one. Uh, saved by your spell. Uh, another nice. uh, electrified sword uh, cuts into the side of this uh, the, the jam of the window. Um, and you are uh, safe for now, but more uh, moving in on this area. Uh, that takes okay. us to the Spirit Razors. They've uh, <laughs> done their opening salvo of summoning undead and they're now uh, trying to all move and dash around so they can get a clear shot. Uh, the fog cloud is preventing them from uh, using um, chill touch on everybody that they can see. Uh, so, uh, yeah, doing some work with that fog cloud, buddy. Uh, that takes us to Simmond. You're up on the roof in smoke. Yes. I am going to use Wild Shape. Yeah, what you turn into? Spider. Rad. Mm. What kind of spider? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's go with a daddy long leg. <laughs> Very War of the Worlds. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> and I am going, I have 20 feet of movement. I am going to climb right up onto Jade's shoulder. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> And no. anything you're holding or carrying is this merge into your form. The bag yes, of holding. It oh, is. I'm wow. a little spider. I'm very unnoticeable. I'll count oh that God. as your, your handoff there, Jade. You can book it. I've been past the baton. I dash towards the tunnel and into it, maybe? Uh, we'll get a little uh, a little squirrely with uh, the distances there as, uh, yeah, maybe... Um, 
avoiding the the front door and crashing through a, one of the back windows or something as uh, you make the most direct route possible. Um, your your armor easily protecting you against uh, anything there. Um, AC 21, except, um, you know, arrows, but yeah. And as you guys escape into the tunnel, why don't we go ahead and take a break there? All right. Joining us uh, for today, we have Simmond. Hi. Jade. Bye-bye. And Wing. We are fine. We are fine. We are fine. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, buddy. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are joined again by Simmond. Hello. Jade. Hey. And Wing. Hello. Well... We had a pretty good adventure so far. And if you like to hear our adventures and want to hear more of them, please let us know. I think, oh, I'm sorry. I, I One moment, please. Nugget has something to say as well. Nugget in the conic. What up, dear listeners? This is your man, Nugget. <laughs> if you really, really love what we're doing out here, make sure to leave a real like, a review, a short message, anything for us, and we will read it on air. Might be my voice you're hearing. Wings, cement, jade, anyone else's, whatever you want, just let us know. And we will definitely read out the positive ones. And we might burn you a little bit if you give us a negative one. You know, we play around with it. Anyway, that's all from me. Enjoy part two of this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. Well, I want to hear a little more of Nugget. Do you want to fill us in on what happened with part one? Uh, he would, but do you speak Draconic? The audience does. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. On special request from Mr. Simmond. Nugget, would you? All right, then. Seems like somebody wants to hear more from Nugget. <laughs> so, we had a little bit of an adventure, didn't we, in part one? We were just starting out in the guild hall. It was a quiet day. Everyone was hanging around, having a nice breakfast. Breakfast is much better when you can actually taste things. So I'm very glad that Wing finally smarted up and got his soul back. That was that was a lot for me to process, man. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'm like, 
All right, I'll, I'll keep it short. I'll keep it short. All right, so we found two notes of various quests. We wanted us to find an invention. I'm not sure. I'm not really on the technical side, you know. That's like the bad things. <laughs> we went to uh, this little uh, place called Pappy Watson and Sons. They were inventing this little thing that they wanted to get back. Someone stole it from them. Some employee or something. <laughs> they were kind of fools. We swindled them. We got like 4K from that, man. Suckers. Anyway, when we got the money, we decided to go to the second place that was mentioned. An old abandoned mine. We got there. Fools just started shooting spikes at us. What the hell, man? So you know what we did? We went there and there. Started talking to this. Is it a man? Is it a machine? Is it an amalgamation of both? We not sure yet. We can do an autopsy later, maybe. <laughs> That'd be fun. He told us he took it. The invention he made to uh, protect some moles or something that breathe fire. I think he's watching a little bit too much imported anime, that guy. Anyway, folks showed up and started blasting. So we kind of dipped out of there with this man in the bag of holding. He said no. We said yes, you know how it is. And now we're in the run in a tunnel. And that's about where we were. Have fun, y'all. Uh, yeah, inspiration for Wing. Uh, that was rad. <laughs> uh, why did I get inspiration? Uh, the, oh, it's always Nugget, of course. It's always Nugget gives me inspiration. That inspires me every day. <laughs> and, yeah, we will pick up there as you all rush into this abandoned manganese mine. Uh, uh, yeah, it's all disused. There are scattered things about uh, dust has gathered here. Uh, I'm going to ask one of you for a die roll in a second. This is essentially like your your spidey senses telling you that more danger is close and serves as sort of the basis uh, for how many rounds until your assailants begin to catch up to you. Basically, uh, a low number means they've prob they're probably like right on your heels, but a, a higher number might mean you have a, a little, little bit of breathing room there. There are modifiers that I will not share with you. You know, keep a little suspense and mystery here in this relationship. But uh, generally, lucking into the uh, the shortest path, uh, proceeding forward, succeeding on your various checks, uh, finding ways to slow down your pursuers will net you more time before you're also dealing with additional dangers. So kind of keep that in the, the back of your mind brains as we truck on through here. <laughs> I was going to ask for the character with the highest intelligence to roll this, but we have a three-way tie at 10. Extremely average. <laughs> so, uh, Simmond, with the highest wisdom, would you do us the honors to roll a uh, d6 for me, please? Oh, mm, I'll leave that d20 behind then. Uh, uh, got a three. A three. All right. So, as you rush into the cave entrance, dusty tools, mining picks, shovels, disused oil, oil cloth tarpaulins scattered around haphazardly, windblown. There's a large steel bumper at the end of the minecart tracks to prevent things from going off the rails, though uh, we'll see how we fare, I guess. <laughs> just in front of you, um, just in front of the, the end of that track is an old railway uh, pump trolley or hand car. Um, you've probably seen them in like old like Bugs Bunny cartoons or, or whatever. It's like a, a little rail car that you uh, raise and lower the handles to propel it down the track. Um, that's how it moves. 
the uh, the large prototype machine sits in a kind of tag along flat trailer that's hitched to the the back of this hand cart. Um, though it looks like it could also be attached to the front if you'd prefer. Also, um, at the front is a place for lanterns to be affixed if you've got them. I have dark vision. Everybody else? As a spider, I certainly do. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm also just along for the ride. I'm just hiding under your collar. Okay. I do not have dark vision. Uh, so general positions for the cart. Uh, the front, you can sort of see ahead, but there's not too much room to move because you got to lean forward to keep from getting hit by the, the hand pump. Uh, there's the front hand pump, which faces backward if you're standing there, um, which you can help uh, move, but obviously you're facing uh, the rear. There's the rear hand pump that faces forward, um, but uh, and this place also has a space for a handbrake um, that you can operate there to slow things down. And then there's rear facing... Um, where you face backward and you have a little bit of room to maneuver there. But again, you have to kind of lean forward to stay both out of the person's way who is operating the hand pump and out of the way of the hand pump itself. It's got these big kind of um, iron or steel bars that would extend most of uh, a good chunk of the the width of this cart. Um, So there's not a a whole lot of room to move around on this thing. Um, You can hear the clamoring over the house. You can see that there are buildings uh, being burned and, uh, and searched as they look for you. It seems you're not in the smoke and uh, they are probably going to make their way this way shortly. Wing, hmm. would you like to borrow this? I shall help us steer. We'll be less observable if we do not have a light. Uh, but what, what do you want me to borrow? Stand here and push us up and down. Oh, no, I, I, I have a different plan. <laughs> oh, yes? But, but I, I would require some light. So, Miss Jade, can you, do you have a spare torch for me or something? I do. I carry a torch for my lesser sighted companions. <laughs> I I don't apparently, even though I always need the torch. <laughs> I should get some torches, maybe. I light it. I light the torch. Cool. Okay, you can you can just put it in Nugget's mouth. He'll hold it. He's fine. I do. <laughs> the Konaki here. Really now? Okay, uh. <laughs> yeah, because I, I have I have a plan, but I I gotta be on uh, on Nugget. I keep my hands free for that. So just maybe you you can do the the pushing the thing. Yeah, uh, where are you guys mounting up? I know Simmond is riding on Jade's shoulder. Um, I'm a sh- I'm pretty sure me on Nugget would be equally as fast or probably faster than the the thing. So I'll be just riding. Uh, just uh, we will be running alongside the the cart. Sure. DM with a movement speed of thirty, which is just pretty normal, is a one person powered handcart going to be faster or slower than thirty? Um. Because apparently my friends are a spider and a dragon rider. <laughs> How much experience does Jade have with uh, minecarts? Zero. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that would be real tough to say. It's anybody's guess. <laughs> mm, would you like me to help with that, Jade? Uh, yes, please. I've never seen one of these before in real life. Uh, well, I'm just thinking that, uh, you know, we have some options if we want to use up um, another version of Wild Shape, I could just become a Velociraptor or <laughs> something similar. A camel, perhaps? Are you capable of killing me if uh, you do? 
Mm, I think it should be rideable. <laughs> Velociraptors are fairly large. As long as you are not offended by that. <laughs> the timer ticks down as you discuss. Oh. If you if you are not offended, I will I will mount question mark. <laughs> Yeah. Awful. This is soft. Okay, I'm going to get on your back. Okay. <laughs> All right. I shift into a velociraptor. <laughs> oh, but small problem is it that the, the invention is like on a cart hits to the, the mining cart thing. Yeah, it's very big and heavy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought we were running instead of using the wing is running. Wing. All right, you do you. All right, fine. I'm going to transition back. I, I, I think my, my fur bear shape is probably going to be the best for operating a mining cart, so I'll just go back to that. Okay. I will not become a Velociraptor. Okay. And I'm going to be in the steering direction because I've got dark vision. Do you have dark vision as a fur bear? I don't believe I do. Okay. I'll steer us. You just power us. I got it. I'll let you know if the track drops out or something. Yep. I'm very strong. Awesome. Uh, Wing, are you running along behind? Uh, I would keep up, yes. Okay. And does uh, does Nugget have dark vision? Uh, he is holding a torch now, so we have some light. Okay, cool. Yeah, as uh, Nugget holds a torch in his mouth, and uh, <laughs> Simmond uh, begins pumping this, uh, this hand crank uh, to get this thing moving. Um, could I get an athletics check from Simmond, please? Sure. I'm also always wondering, I have this thing called Powerful Build. Mm -hmm. Carry, push, drag, and lift as if large size. It says I can do things like throw tree trunks and large boulders with this. Does this ever impact storyline things like this? Yeah, I'll say I'll decrease the DC uh, or increase the amount of of effort you get uh, by doing this. All right. Well, I got a nine plus five is 14. That's not bad as uh, you guys get going and it's all flat here. Uh, this is where carts were the, uh, unloaded and things. Um, and so it's difficult to get all of this mass moving. But then it begins downhill. Clack, 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 clack. As you begin gaining speed, the pump, you're almost doing nothing. Uh, you know, when you're on elliptical and you're just like, yeah, my arms aren't really doing anything, but here they go. <laughs> just me playing in the gym. Anyway, uh, the grade rapidly changes from this flat landing at the mouth of the cave and you begin to gain speed down into this mine itself. The cart is bumping and rattling. A ride like this is probably never advisable, and it seems like it could have used a couple days' work to overhaul this thing before attempting even a more leisurely uh, attempt at this run. As you guys are, uh, yeah, just trucking. So can you're I do okay. a... Yeah, you're okay following behind at this point, Wing, on, on Nugget, but uh, if they keep accelerating, they're likely to lose you. Uh, I can keep a, a, a constant pace of 80 feet per, uh, per turn on Nugget. Okay. So I'll keep you posted uh, at this right. pace. You can probably uh, keep up or at least pretty close. Um, and we might rubber band a bit. Uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, uh, you're an expert tracker, though. So even if we lose you, you'll be able to follow you. us with you. Yeah. And we're on rails. I mean, how far can we go? Like, Wait, I, I we'll mean, see. 
you are you are neither a human or a dwarf or a beast but you know we will find out that's that's my specialty we could become a beast if it helps you track yeah <laughs> we that, that, that would help that would help me actually <laughs> Uh, do, uh, can I already do something to maybe slow our pursuers or do you want that in like a skill challenge or something? Uh, sure. What you want to do? What's your plan? So you said this was a manganese mine, right? It is. Not magnesium. No, no. Manganese. Mm-hmm. So uh, manganese mine. Uh, manganese has a fun little property. When you are exposed to it, you can get a manganese poisoning. In light flavorings, it gives you uh, hallucinations and make you aggressive. In bad quantities, it, you know, neurological problems, we'll not talk about it. We're assuming light amounts. I would like to, uh, as we're running, uh, identify manganese uh, along the line, which is a silvery substance that's, that's uh, kind of like a silvery iron. So if I can see it along the ball, I would like to shoot my uh, large bazooka at it to fire bolts at it, charged with electricity. Uh, because manganese uh, melts at a temperature of 100 and 1,400 degrees Celsius, but it uh, boils at 1,900 degrees Celsius. I can do lightning damage, which uh, has a temperature of 30,000 degrees Celsius. I would like to... Uh, my attempt would be hitting uh, magne- mag- manganese deposits along the way and instantly evaporated them to create a kind of a, a, a cloud <laughs> explosion that fills the, the mine behind us with manganese dust to hopefully give them a light amount of manganese poisoning. Uh, this was rad. Uh, thank you for the metallurgy uh, lesson. <laughs> um, yeah, this mine is abandoned because the the, the veins ran dry, presumably. Um, and... In any case, uh, there's not much up at the mouth. You may find some further in, though. Who knows? Uh, but okay. I will let you know if you uh, you run past a uh, a pretty juicy looking vein there. I'll keep you posted. I love this idea. That's rad. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so as you clack, 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 uh, the cart is starting to rattle and shake. Uh, Simmons, you're almost doing nothing on the the pumps at this point. In front of you, Jade, you can see there's a switch. It's uh, kind of a rotational switch with an arrow that points uh, to the direction that the cart will go up ahead. Um, if you move the switch, the, sw- uh, the arrow swaps to the other side, and then the cart will go the other way. It uh, moves the track from one to the other. The arrow in front of you is currently pointing to the right. Uh, you're really gaining speed now. Those steel wheels are screeching along this track. You've got maybe a moment to make a decision. Do you want to try and throw the switch somehow or uh, continue on the course to the right? Is it possible? I'm going to try to throw the switch after we've passed it. Uh, yeah, you could try and hit the switch as you as you run past. Yeah, I'm going to javelin it. Javelin. You're... After we've passed it, I'm going to javelin the switch to throw it in the direction we didn't go. Oh. Oh. Um, the switch wouldn't work that way. It, you did push it in the way that it, it rotates. I can get okay. it. Wing. Um... Yeah, wing, you could do it for sure. Slow the switch in the other direction after we pass. Yeah, teamwork. I, I, w- I would try to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you guys thunder past, uh, you will go to the, the right wing as you approach the switch. You could try and hit it on the run. You, uh, how do you want to... You could stop and, uh, and shift it. How do you want to do it? Ooh. Uh, well, I'm not very strong myself. Hmm. Oh dear, how are we going to do this? Uh, 
As we're running, I would like to reach down, uh, take the torch out of Nuggets' mouth, the free of uh -huh. his mouth, and I would like uh, him to uh, bite onto it and yank it the other way, because he's much stronger than me. All right. Uh, give me an attack roll for Nugget. Oh, an attack roll. Oh, all right. That's fine. Uh, oh, a 19 total. Yeah, uh, Nugget jumps and clamps onto this sign and kind of swings around uh, in like a flat spin as uh, you ride him around and gain and lose a little of your momentum and have to try and catch back up to the cart that's now uh, careening downward nice. uh, through the path to the, uh, to the right as the switch goes the other way. I will try one other thing to uh, make it harder for them to... Because they could, could see scratches on the, the steel where we're riding to see where we actually went. Uh, I will throw up a new fog cloud, so the ultimate will disappear, uh, right on where the, the two-split uh, way is. Sweet, yeah. Uh, now the switch is completely obscured. Uh, nobody coming down this, especially at speed, is going to know um, which direction you went. And uh, you've got pretty high perception. You can hear other minecarts beginning to uh, thunder uh, down this track behind you somewhere. And the, the sounds and echoes are all sharp and distorted. Um, it's a lot of uh, noise moving down this uh, this strong rock corridor. Uh, so you went to the right. Uh, yeah, as the, the rocky walls of this tunnel whiz dangerously by, uh, you find yourselves shuddering to think what hitting or even kind of touching, if you were to reach out and touch the, the walls, might do to you. Uh, you round a bend that curves to the left as sparks from the wheels throw little lights underneath your cart. At this pace, even that curve uh, was kind of scary. It was pretty gentle. Anything sharper, and uh, you're going to have to help this cart along or... Um, uh, something along those sorts is you're liable to flip right off the tracks uh, at uh, momentums like these. Uh, up ahead, you see another track switch. It's currently pointing to the left into a tunnel not much wider than your cart. Uh, you do have dark vision. To the right, uh, you can see that there indeed seems to be a sharp bend much tighter than the one you just came through. So the track's currently pointing to the left? To the left. Which is safer. Okay. Um, I guess I'll, like... O open the bag a little bit and like ask a question in. <laughs> so you're thundering along, <laughs> rattling around. You open the bag of holding. Uh, the bag of holdings currently. Uh, yeah, uh, Simmons got it. So yeah. you want to try and like crawl under the the hand pump or skirt around the sides? How do you get to the bag? Oh, um, maybe I'll just say to, to Simmons, "Hey, can we talk to the valuable person right now?" I don't know. I'm not there. All right. I'll uh, open up the bag and be like, yo, Mr. F, you still in there? <laughs> he calls out in some distress. We, oh, yeah, I am here. What is happening? What is this place? <sighs> We're escaping. Is the, the prototype okay? We're on our way. Do you know the way through this place? Uh, I have not scouted it, but I have provided a ride, and you whiz by this uh, this turn. You are going to the left through the narrow pass. <laughs> I have provided a, a ride. Uh, there is a, an underground river, and I have paid an underboatman. Uh, I hope that he is true to his word, and he will pick us up. That wouldn't happen to be to the right and then to the left, and then do you have further directions? <laughs> I'm afraid I do not know the way. Uh, I am... Hoping that uh, luck will find us, huh? Well, water flows down. We flow down. It's all good. <laughs> That's a good point. Let's just try to keep going whatever direction seems to point down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thus far, all of them have. <laughs> it's a 
win-win. So yeah. another question before before I keep pumping, you know, I want to maintain speed. Where do the little moles live? As you said, they're all endangered. There's not many, very many of them. Uh, yes, I uh, had uh, fostered some in the hills just outside our compound. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, are we going to die? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you, my friend, probably are not able to. Let's be real. What I was just thinking. <laughs> Uh, the Eventually. walls close in tight quarters as uh, you're talking into the mouth of this bag as this cart is rattling around, uh, jostling all of you. Simmon the sound ducks. of this cart as it screams through this rough-hewn rock. Uh, the walls are now within, like, inches of you. Um, you're, like, cautious of your elbows, Simmond, as you uh, pull this, uh, this uh, hand pump up and uh, you are flying through this space. Um... Uh, Wing, it is very tough to keep up at this point. Uh, it looks like they're uh, they're losing you a bit. Oh no! Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I don't. Def- well, I, I I cannot really do anything about that. Uh, is there space I'm- to pull them onto the cart? He could jump onto the cargo area at the back. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. What what could go wrong? Okay, I will try it. Nugget, let's get onto the cargo. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you could do acrobatics or athletics here. And I think this would be a check for Nugget. Oh, yes, 100%. Yes, I am very good at acrobatics, but Nugget is, uh, is, is, is the face and the flexibility, you know? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, all right. That's a, uh, okay, okay, we got this. Let's go. Let's say 15. Yeah, he is uh, able to uh, scrabble up on the oilcloth tarp uh, kind of comes off part of the invention. You can see it's got these like very steampunk looking um, uh, copper piping and tubes and things that are are coming off it all over the place. Um, But it seems mostly solid enough. Uh, It seems he's kind of bent a couple things as uh, your combined weights as he's climbing over this thing that's... uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it ain't the play park at the, <laughs> the local burger joint. It's not, not exactly meant to be climbed on, but it is made out of metal. Um, so it seems to be very okay. Some minor repairs. You'll probably be all right. As, uh, yeah, he does uh, clamor onto the, the back and is holding on for the both of you. Um, the tunnel up ahead looks like it's opening up a bit. There's a, another switch fast approaching. Uh, currently set pointing straight ahead, but you could try and switch it to the track to the left. So there's there's one track going straight and one track going to the left, or is it Correct. stuck in the middle position? Oh, okay. No, it's, okay. Which one looks like it's a downhill, because that's what we're going on. Both. There! <laughs> Meh. Dark vision, tell me anything? Um, Dark vision, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, straight ahead looks uh, steeper. In fact, it looks like it gets very steep uh, further up ahead. Mm-mm. I do not have Featherfall. Like, it's it's kind of funny. I've played a lot of classes. Wizard. Monk. That were immune to falling damage. This ain't one of them. So I'd like us to go left. I shout out, left. Can I tell you thing? Or what action are you taking to go left? Oh, I mean, I'm powering this thing. So <laughs> I shout it. My friends are better able to change it than I am. All right, who's doing something to go left if you want to do that? Well, 
where you have where you have a bazooka, everything looks like a target. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I would like to try to shoot it. See if that works. <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, give me an attack roll. All right, let's go. Come on, dice. Uh, let's say twenty-one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you shooting exactly? What's your projectile look like? Uh, it is a bolt filled with electric energy. Yeah, like, it slams into this thing and goes careening off the barrel uh, as the, the sparks light up further ahead. Um, and it does indeed switch left as uh, your merry band jostles along. You careen past the steep drop to your right. And instead, um, yeah, uh, lost my space. Uh, oh, no. Cool. Uh, yeah, and you avoid the steep drop to the right, and instead your merry band uh, jostles along the path ever downward. Uh, you're now circling along what seems to be a garbage pit full of broken tools, pieces of steel cable, disused cart, bent, twisted pieces of track. Any of you stalwart adventurers know that anytime you have a collection of metal left forgotten underground, it's likely to draw rust monsters that consume metal. And that definitely seems to be the case here. There don't appear to be any of them directly in your path, but perhaps more worryingly, one uh, has had a snack of a piece of the left rail ahead, leaving kind of a, a soccer ball sized gouge from the iron beam. What would you like to do about that? We could really use some wizard or artifices right now for this, I think. Yep. <laughs> Levitate would be great right now. I got some, uh, I got good berries. <laughs> <laughs> Wing has like a snack because he's just like, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Um, You ever seen a gondola? Yes. Okay, I got a javelin. Yeah, you're going to try and, uh, like, um, put it down to try and uh, take the weight of the cart for that moment. For one uh, moment. Yeah. Uh, oh, give gosh. me an athletics check. This is likely to destroy your javelin. Um, That's but, okay. Uh, seems a, a worthy <laughs> sacrifice. Is your javelin expensive? No, Cause... not at all. Oh, okay. Athletics of a five on the dice plus six is 11. That's not good. Not only does it destroy your javelin, the cart just slams into what's essentially like a, a six-inch just steel beam uh, without uh, uh, being able to, to carry through. And you all take a heavy uh, jolt. You don't take any damage um, as you truck right through this obstacle. But there's a clang of metal as something falls off the bottom of the cart. Uh, Sim and Jay, there's a lot of wiggle in this hand pump now. It doesn't just go straight up and down. Uh-oh. Whoops. I feel as though I can hold it stable. I uh, feel as though we have no choice. I feel like we just have to use our stabilizing muscles. We're not, this is not an isolation <laughs> exercise anymore. We're keeping it tight. Right, no more glamour muscles. You got to do the work now. Uh -huh. <laughs> this was mostly just sliding downhill anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same. Uh, did we ever stop to find if there are brakes on this thing? Oops. There is a handbrake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just checking uh how how well it works or how many times it works uh who knows we just need the once <laughs> we hope <laughs> oh, yeah uh you fly past the uh the area with all the garbage and now 
You spot crystalline uh, growths kind of glittering on the walls, parts of the cavern floor and walls, uh, even the ceilings up ahead. They're small at first, and your torchlight kind of glitters off them. It's beautiful. But they quickly become huge, jagged structures. It looks like previous ones had been destroyed. Likely miners um, had come through and cleared the path so that they could uh, keep moving through. With nobody destroying them anymore, they're really encroaching on the path and uh, offering to remove any offending limbs which might stray too far from your uh, rickety minecart. Probably fine for the two of you on the cart, but uh, Wing and Nugget hanging on to the, the cargo bed. Um, this is a concern, probably. Oh, no. <laughs> you got a second here. What do you want to do? Uh, let's see if I can. Uh, I will, uh, at the very least, I will uh, get off Nugget and... Uh, hold on for myself onto the thing uh, so we are as a little smaller target yeah yeah um, uh, give me an uh, an athletics check uh, for wing there or acrobatics if you prefer uh, as you I, swing yes, around I to prefer. the other side and try and think thin <laughs> I prefer that would take me from a mi minus one on the roll to a plus ten so that's a pretty uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah big difference let's go at 28 yeah, uh, with a little flare and flourish, uh, uh, Wing easily dismounts and moves to the other side. Um, I imagine him kind of timing it just up and over crystals like he's uh, dodging lasers in a heist movie. Uh, <laughs> no need to be that flourishy, but it's gorgeous uh, as you uh, easily dodge out of the way and uh, all thunder through here unscathed. Uh, the track continues... And begins to open up, there are parallel tracks, and you can see that a bunch of other paths dip in to this area, um, and it kind of levels out. Um, it looks like every 50 feet or so, there are switches left, right, straight, that create this complicated latticework of steel across the floor. There are uh, piles of stone um, left throughout this, uh, this area. It seems like this is where ore was probably loaded onto carts and mass here. Um, the ceiling is kind of flat and braced in regular intervals by wooden vertical support beams. Um, and you can hear now other carts are encroaching this area. You have a moment. Um, Wing, you had asked, there are piles yes. of ore that had been awaiting uh, loading onto carts here in this area. If uh, there's anything you want to do about that. Chick, chick. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, everybody. There might be a little, of a little bit of a boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it rip. This tiny bird takes his large uh, boom tube and just points it at the... Uh, I am hoping, like, one of those are, like, to the side and not in front of us. If it's only in front of us, well, you, can you know. You take your pick. Um, so, yeah, okay. there are piles in uh, more or less in front of you. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can choose uh, to the side, oh, yeah. behind, whatever. Def definitely to the side to uh, make sure... Uh, Hopefully we are not uh, infected with manganese dust. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I have been tinkering and I know that manganese... I'll, I'll just show you and I'll, I will <laughs> fire... <laughs> I will fire a bolt and I will... Uh, Nugget can uh, actually infuse uh, attacks with even more lightning. So I would uh, uh, infuse my shot with uh, an extra bit of lightning energy from Nugget as well. Awesome. Uh, to yeah. Make it yeah. Better. Uh, give me an attack roll as you fly by. Uh, to make sure this works, I will use my point of inspiration to give myself advantage. 
You can do it after the fact too, um, if you'd like to save oh. it. I will. I will try it. At the... You know what? No, I'm going on it. All in on this one. We're we're using it right now. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> uh, it was going to be a 17, but then I rolled a natural 20 for a 30. <laughs> For a total of 30. Get some, buddy. As, uh, yeah, just as one of the uh, the Electro Samurai's carts, it's piled in. And um, theirs isn't a hand cart. It's just a typical, like, mine cart for just moving piles of ore. And they're just hoping that they coast downward uh, and find you. As uh, you hit well in front of them, hoping that they'll go through uh, this cloud of dust. And it hits and fizzles and then you can see it catch as parts of the ore. The ore is different than uh, the pure uh, manganese. And then it begins to spark and it begins to uh, catch and encircle uh, this entire pile as it begins to burn downward into the center. And poof, the whole thing detonates, send their carts sprawling in a plume of dust. Uh, looks like it's also weakened one of the support beams and there's a rumbling in the track. Uh, as uh, You're all shaken as well. Um, and, and I, sh- uh, yeah, the I, sh- impact, I shout uh, back, and I shout back, and that's how you use lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is rad. You are down uh, one pursuer. Scratch one cart as uh, you thunder through this area. Uh, from the other side, it looks like another group of the. Um, uh, I forgot the pun name. They've all got awesome pun names. What is it? Uh, the spirit razors are coming down alongside. Um, they doesn't look like they will make it this turn. Uh, we'll do a kind of like mini initiative uh, here. If there's anything anybody wants to do. I did my thing, so I'm done. Mm, can I just go ahead and uh, like how much how much time do we have? Uh, you've got maybe 20 seconds or so through here. 20 uh, seconds. OK, a, a turn is six seconds, so I can use guidance for all three of us. Uh, you can use guidance for one. It's concentration. Oh, is it? Yeah. Maintained? Yep. Oh. Um, all right. I will use guidance for myself ahead of time. Okay. Um, Jade. Jade's a paladin. I think she's going to say a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure to who. Just in general. Okay. I'm a paladin of the wife. crown. I don't pray to a... Yeah. I really hope... I Meanwhile, like my flash flashes to my wife. She's like sitting in her workshop making stuff. She looks up, and I look in the in the near distance, and I'm just like, I hope I come home to her again. Okay. Um, as their cart kind of pulls up alongside, they're going to start um, uh, very much like force choke. Uh, these uh, skeletal hands reach out through theirs and kind of claw at your faces and necks. Uh, you get one attack at each of you. Uh, miss on Jade. Miss on wing, natural 20 on Simmons. Of course. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, homie. You got this. What do I take? Uh, six points of necrotic damage, and you cannot regain hit points for this turn. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll go top of the round wing. Uh, if there's anything you want to do as you guys kind of crisscross these tracks um, where everything was loaded up previously... Well, uh, uh, these people are definitely entertainers, and I'm as well, so I don't really want to outright kill them. Um, but I know a bit of tinkering. I would like to try and uh, shoot out of, uh, one of the uh, one of the wheels of that cart, if I can. Uh, sure. Um, it'll be difficult, but not impossible. Okay. Dice don't feel me. Uh, this is just an attack roll with my, with my... Yeah. 
Alright, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Alright, so you're not going to bleed, but this is another natural 20 on my attack. <laughs> <laughs> we'll double check that dice roller afterward, but uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> D&D Beyond, we're on to you. You want to make good content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you let fly. Is this another electric bolt? Yeah, it's, uh, it's always electric. Yeah. It hits, and the arrow itself doesn't do much, but the electricity is enough to heat up the the center uh, axle where you've struck, and just enough to weaken it as it gets uh, grocery cart syndrome, as it's now no longer perfectly round, and their cart just starts bouncing along. They're threatened to uh, be thrown out of it completely as uh, they cross through. Uh, yeah, you've slowed them down considerably, and it looks like they might flip. Uh, Simmond. Uh, so is this cart out of commission at this point, or is it still keeping up with us? It looks like for another round or so, they've pro- they're probably within range. Okay, so I'm going to make another attack at another one of their wheels that's within five feet of me, correct? Sure, yeah. So I reach am, over and swat it? Uh, I am going to use Primal Savagery. Yes! Um, which deals acid damage. Uh-huh. Seems like it should be effective in this situation yeah. against one of their other wheels. And that yeah, is give me that attack roll. Okay. So I rolled a seventeen, and I use my spell save or my my spell um, attack for this, right? So um, plus seven. It'll it'll tell you it's either a melee spell attack or a melee weapon attack. Melee spell. So that's cool. Yeah, the same as if I was doing a fight like a fireball. Yeah, that hits. Talk right. damage words at me. All right. So I need a two d tens. Four points of damage. All right. Yeah, uh, it looks like this wheel is threatening uh, to come off between the the two attacks, um, but that's just not enough acid damage to eat through the the sturdy metal. Uh, These are disused, but at one point they were well made. Um, And uh, yeah, it is shaking along, and one of them uh, nearly thrown off, just kind of Superman holds on to the back and manages to pull themselves back on as they're furiously uh, pumping this thing um, but, uh, yeah, the loss of expediency, they are, uh, losing speed. Uh, Jade. I probably miss with two twelves, but, um, I throw javelins. <laughs> yeah, uh, you hit the track, you hit the, the front of the car, but nothing, uh, seems to jam into the gears, uh, like I assume you were, you were hoping there, and they keep trucking along. Um, they are not gaining on you, they're losing speed, but they do have ranged attacks. I must point out to my friends, you know they would not be able to follow us if we destroyed these rails. Sure. That brings us to <laughs> baddies, and they are going to summon skeletons on top of your cart. Oh, goody. Oh, oh no. There are now two undead skeletons that just kind of come out of the interworld space uh, on your cart. Uh, they are clawing at uh, yeah, both Simmond and Jade, threatening to uh, to slow you down. Um, probably not a huge danger uh, in terms of damage, but if they start uh, putting hands on the, the, the pump and things, um, they could be a considerable concern. Um, and another ghost joke comes out for Wing. Uh, 19 to hit. Yep. 10 points of necrotic damage. Yeesh. And that'll take <clears throat> us to the top of the round, Wing. Mm. All right, uh, I see they are slowing down, so I'm hoping they are not having a problem. But there are some skeletons on my friends now. Hmm. I don't know if I want to, like, fire a cannon at my friends, though. <laughs> so, 
I will throw a dart. I got a dart. All right. Let her rip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will do two darts attack in that case. Uh, first one is a natural one, so never mind that. Uh, 14. A 14 hits? Oh, sweet. Uh, I will do... Uh, once again, Nugget will infuse my attack with lightning from extra D6. So that's 8 piercing and 4 lightning damage. That will drop it. Uh, which one were you attacking? Uh, the one on Simmons or the one on Jade? Oh, no, you're asking me to pick favorite. How dare you? I mean, you choose who you're throwing at. <laughs> uh, this is hard. I mean, Mr. Simmons is a big, strong bear, but Miss Jade always protects me as well. Uh, no, Miss Jade wants to protect her friends. So she'll, she'll, protect, she'll throw herself in front of anything, so she'll probably want me to attack uh, the one at Mr. Simmons. So I'll do the one at Mr. Simmons. Well reasoned, the one on Mr. Simmond. Um, the initial impact doesn't seem like it's going to do it, um, but the, the electricity that spasms uh, through it like a, a taser uh, disrupts the, the energy, holding it together, and it falls apart and clatters onto the track. It's run over by your wheels, and uh, it is no more. That takes us to Simmond himself. Sure. So I am going to take a small bit of thorny vine. Mm-hmm. And I am going to press it into the wall and from there cast Thorn Whip. Yes. So it's going to deal some damage, but the damage isn't what's important. It is also going to pull this skeleton back towards the the origin of the spell. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and I rolled a 19 to hit. Absolutely. It is yanked uh, uh, bodily off of the, the cart, away from Jade, and um, yeah, damage doesn't matter. It is completely useless now, uh, somewhere well back behind you as you are speeding through this, uh, this place, uh, very pod racer style. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Jade, uh, you are no longer harried uh, by a skeleton uh, summoned onto the cart. Are there zero skeletons on the cart? There are zero skeletons on the cart. Are we within 60 er, minus feet? Minus the ones inside you, I guess. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Are we within 60 feet of the pursuers, I guess? Totally. The people behind us? Yeah. Okay. All right. How many pursuers are on that cart? There's four. How many are powering the hand pump? One. Okay. I look at that one. Mm-hmm. Jump. Please make a <laughs> wisdom saving throw. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's a nine. You jump. <laughs> you ask how high. <laughs> uh, yeah, doing a perfectly executed pike jump. Uh, <laughs> this uh, uh, cheerleading necromancer nearly hits the ceiling of this cavern and then lands well behind uh, this uh, <laughs> this cart. Hits and rolls. Uh, Seems to take a little bit of, of damage, a little roughed up. Uh, the, the uniform kind of scuffed and dirty now. But uh, no longer powering the cart, it's coasting now. Uh, slowing down quickly, <laughs> especially on that, uh, that lumpy wheel. And that was the command spell for everyone concerned about mechanics. Hmm. That ends my turn. Awesome. Uh, it looks like you're going to lose them. We are almost out of uh, this loading area. There's a... a um, a narrower path up ahead where they all kind of uh, join into one sort of track. But uh, they are going to throw their last uh, spells at you. Uh, there are three left, one for each of you. Uh, Jade, ooh, 17 on the die, that'll hit. 
have a 21 Four. AC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 12 points of necrotic damage. Natural 20 on wing. Only fair that it comes back your way, bud. Yeah, it's fine. 18 points of necrotic damage, and neither of you can heal hit points for the next turn. And Simmond, another 18. These dice are lit up. (laughs) 18 necrotic for Simmond as well. Damn. As uh, you lose them in your dust uh, until maybe they can try and pick up. But with that damaged wheel, um, it looks like they might be done for without uh, having that momentum going down the the hills. And it looks like you might be in the clear here. That was six. That takes us to seven. Uh, yeah. Not only does the, the path converge all into one, there's another sharp turn up ahead. Your cart uh, has taken some damage. There's a lot of wobble in your wiggle as uh, you have a sharp bank to the left. The inside area of this place uh, seems to have crumbled away uh, and water sloshes below. Everyone, jump into the water. It's just a river, right? No, this is just... Uh, I'm just kidding. Just, no, don't. don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're curving around this water. <laughs> Can I lay on... So it's curving to the left. Can I lay mm-hmm. down on the inside of the curve? Totally. On the left side of the cart? Yeah. Yeah, throw your weight to the left. Anybody else doing anything? Um, Question. Can inanimate objects be affected by healing spells? They cannot. They do not. But no. we can be healed. You can be healed. Sure. Okay. Um... <laughs> I feel like both, like all of us have taken some damage here and we might be in for a little bit of a hurting. So while we have some coasting time. Um, we are not coasting. We are in a sharp 10. <laughs> that's fine. I'm going to anchor the thing to our cart. Um, I'm going to cast healing spirit and I'm going to anchor this thing to our cart. So it moves with us. We're all in a very enclosed space, so it should be able to reach us all. Um that way, every six seconds, we are all going to heal some amount. I'm, I'm on the cart behind, so I'm probably not, but that's fine. Um, How far away are you? My I range is 60 can, feet. It can touch one person per... Uh, it sits on like one like square that you occupy, right? It does, yes. Um, oh, it, it doesn't not heal everyone within range? Yeah, you have to move to no, it, uh, the it space of the healing five spirit. Foot space. Oh, and, and each of us can only occupy a five foot space. Right. Oh. Okay, that's less fun. All I'm right. fine. I got hit points. All right. Well, I'm, I don't. I'm, really, so... I'm doing just fine, but thank you. You're so kind. Simon's the kind. Well, then I'll take the healing for it this time. I'm gonna get a. I'm going to get 1d6 healing every every 6 seconds. So you just let me know cool. how many seconds it passes until something changes. Right on. Uh, yeah, Wing and Nugget, you doing anything about this turn? Uh, well, uh, I've, I see uh, some healing going on, and that's actually a pretty smart idea. So this gives me a chance to uh, use one of my things that I have that I haven't used before. Uh, I have a very nice uh, drinking horn slung around my neck that has some dragon scales on it. It is my dragon vessel, and I will... Uh, take it and use a bonus action to fill it up with a liquid. In this case, a potion of healing. And I will chug it. I can uh, make one potion of healing a day with this, which is pretty cool. Awesome. So that I understand the picture, as Jade hits the deck and prepares for this sharp, sharp turn, you guys 
Uh, take your hands partially <laughs> off the uh, the wheels <laughs> to cast spells to heal yourselves. Yes. And Do I take have to take my hands off? The, the exact image you were looking for is me sitting on top of the, the experiment <laughs> thing, one hand holding a drinking horn, the other hand holding my sombrero in a yeehaw motion. Mine is yeah. VS. I can still hold on. Okay. Uh, yeah, as uh, you guys kind of Dr. Strange love it, uh, ride the bomb. <laughs> I'll call this a, uh, we'll call it a percentage check uh, for uh, what happens. The cart leans on two wheels as it goes around, but with Jade uh, throwing her armored uh, self the other way. <laughs> you don't fly off immediately, but I'm going to need athletics checks from the both of you. Uh, oh, dear. Who are not holding on with both hands. I believe I am still holding on with both hands. S is somatic. It means you got to move. Yeah, there's somatic components. you got to have a free hand. Oh, was that? I thought that meant thinking and speaking. No, I wish. Verbal and somatic. Okay. Verbal is speaking. Somatic is the hand gestures from Doctor Strange Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I was thinking of that too. That's such a good... Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we have that reference material nowadays. All right. So, yeah. You need an athletics check? I do. If you please. All right. 13 plus 5 is 18. You are... Standing strong, uh, summoning your spirit, pumping with one hand, just flexing the whole way. <laughs> what you got, Wing? Yee-haw! I got a five. Oh. <laughs> uh, I will give you a, a strength saving throw for Nugget to try and grab you by the seat of your pants before you go careening into this stone wall. <laughs> you know, walls are not compressible, so he would just bounce right back, right? <laughs> There's a chance. <laughs> so, so knowing Nugget and knowing where he is in the stage of his development, and he's, he probably thinks like, being a freaking idiot, this will get you a good lesson. He's not going to make a stink save so He's going to let me go. Yeah, Nugget chooses this uh, this moment as a training opportunity. Tough um, love, baby. You got to take Tough your bumps love. and bruises if, uh, <laughs> if you're going to make it. And... Um, Nugget, your trusted eggmate, uh, leaves you <laughs> uh, to to take this as you take. Whoo! That is a lot of ones. That's only thirteen bludgeoning damage as you are thrown into the side of this cave wall. I'm fine. Uh, somehow, miraculously, uh, that is a lot of ones. <laughs> Four of them, if you're keeping track at home. <laughs> oh, I could have been a lot more. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you hit and slam into the wall. Uh, there's a little bit of um, uh, leeway between the, the the track and the wall, but they are moving around this curve past you, away from you. Uh, that's another six seconds for your healing there, um, Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I I'll just wait there was, until the end? Because there was a river there. Can I roll into the river? Uh, it's not, not a river, a, a it's river, river, really. It's, it's not a river. Just, uh, oh, it is just water. a little bit of water. Oh, okay, Oops. okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. Maybe a clue uh, that you're getting close, but uh, you ain't there yet. I will, I will, I will scrab, scrabble up and start running. At least I'm pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you bank around this sharp left turn, uh, they do lose quite a bit of speed, and you can kind of cut straighter across. Give me an athletics check to try and jump on. Oh, we'll do acrobatics for you. You're a, a nimble sort of fella. 
That's what I do. All right. And may- maybe this time uh, Nugget maybe reached out some mouth to actually help. <laughs> uh, ooh, it's it's only a 13. A 13, uh, you can kind of get a hand on, and if Nugget is willing to help this time, he can kind of help uh, pull you up onto the track as your feet sort of drag uh, back behind you. Yeah, he'll probably give like a face, like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if Nugget leaves you dragging, you are uh, then dragging from the the the, um, the cargo trailer behind this minecart. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. You got this. And with that, you curve around to the the left, and then another curve to the right. Um, there is water here. Um, it doesn't look like it's flowing. It looks more like uh, it's just kind of come in here and it's sort of hanging out. Uh, it looks like these rocks have been wet for a while. Um, Jade, you have dark vision. You can see this. Um, but it looks like there might be things in it. And little eyes begin to poke up out of the water. And these uh, jets of water that then freeze in midair as they head your way. Um, each of you take an attack. Uh, man, I'm sorry. That's another natty 20 for Simmond. <laughs> uh, nine on the die that'll miss for Jade. Whew. 20 points of cold damage on Simmond. Um, It'll be at disadvantage for Wing because this is a ranged attack and you are prone. <laughs> is Simmond within five feet of me or sure. 10 feet of me? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, he would be. That would go to you. So that would be a natty 20 on Jade. Well, I, uh, okay, got to read that shield, but I was going to use interception. Mm. Um, it's a ranged good. weapon attack, so it would work for that, but you can use your interception. I was counting um, it as ranged magical, um, if that matters. Okay, the shield of missile attraction is for ranged weapon attacks within okay. 10 uh, feet of Okay, this would be magic then, um, so it would still hit Simon. But you could interpose if you want. I have an aura of protection, and I have an interception. So the question is, when a creature I see, I can see hits a target other than me within five feet of me with an attack. Mm-hmm. Did that happen? Yeah. Okay. I can use my reaction to reduce the damage the target takes by 1d10 plus my proficiency bonus. So let me roll Sweet. That. Feels I good to have a pally friend. Use my mm-hmm. shield. Well, that's like six. So, you know. I was it's here. something because I'm almost dead. Ooh. Yeah, 14 damage. Uh, your friend looking out for you, uh, shielding you as you move through this space. Uh, so 13 on the die, 18 to hit Nugget, or Wing, sorry. Uh, 18 would hit me, yes. 14 points of cold damage. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> How we doing, bud? Uh, if the value of life would be measured in a numerical value going up to 53, I'm at like a 7, so... <laughs> Wait, did I not take a lot of damage? I'm at 40. I've only been hit by that 12. Did I? And the other two caught a couple crits here and there. And oh, yeah. Man. Um, oh, hey, you guys, I'm going to turn the tide. As a bonus action, I can bolster injured creatures with my channel divinity. Each creature of my choice that, I, that can hear me within 30 feet of me. So I'm like, you guys, okay. Hit <laughs> 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 points equal to Jade 1D6. looks back from the driver's seat. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened to you guys? Plus my charisma modifier. So that is, wow, a D6. And then my charisma modifier is a plus four. So you guys regain 10 hit points each. I can do that once per rest. Whew. That's a good friend right there. Thank you, Miss Jade. 
Um, and how many turns have it, has it have accumulated since I cast the uh, healing spirit? That would be two now. Two now. All right. So that's I'm, I'm just gonna do average. It's average of three. So I'll just do three for each turn. Cool. Ten for me. Six from your spirit buddy. And then I I absorbed a few for you from the damage just now. So you're doing okay, right? Uh huh. Yeah. I'm I'm at, I'm at thirty now. About half health. Okay. As long as you got one, you're golden. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely going to lay on hands the next turn I get for my friends. <laughs> and with that, you begin to see the water moving. It's flowing now. Um, the grade eases up as the cavern widens out, and it, you can see that the underground river has cut through the railed path. Looks like the construction on the bridge had been begun at some point, but never got anywhere near finished, which is sort of unfortunate because you're hurtling toward it with uh, just seconds to react. Uh, there is another steel bumper there, um, but general safety guidelines might suggest not slamming into it at full speed. What you want to do? Hit so the brakes! <laughs> we need to slow down the cart, correct? Yeah, Simmons has the handbrake. Is there also is there water around the tracks that we're on? Um, it kind of cuts horizontally. There is a, a smaller, not quite a stream, but that kind of width and depth um, to your your left. Yeah, mm-hmm. could be jumpable if you wanted to to try and risk it, but you don't know how deep it is. I was thinking freezing the wheels, but that's not going to work. Um, I mean, I guess we can try the handbrake first. All right. Uh, Simon grabs the handbrake. Give me an athletics check. Okay. Uh, 15. 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pull it, and there's a little bit of give, and you're click, 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 click. It's not, and you pull it further, and it catches, and you can hear the screech of these brakes and a shower of sparks. You can hear them hiss down into the water below. Uh, you are still going to hit, but much slower. Anybody else doing anything? Mm. Can, I, can I just uh, jump jump and roll? Because I think that's probably better than taking a full impact. <laughs> sure. Uh, you can give me a deck save. Oh, I'm good at those. Hopefully. Uh, it's a 21. Uh, <laughs> more ones. Uh, you'll take half of four damage. Two. <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage as you let go and just sort of roll roll it out. Uh, Nugget uh, will probably also jump off and roll because, you know. Cool. Uh, give me a deck save for Nugget. He's smart. Alright. Nugget, what do you got? Oh, he's also good at deck saves. He's so good at things. That's <laughs> a good Nugget. Uh, that's a 10 total though. Uh, he will take 10 points of bludgeoning damage as uh, he hits and rolls, but his physiology doesn't tuck in as well and uh, really takes it on the, his dragony elbows. <laughs> He's fine. Gee, We're fine. How are you handling it? I mean, metagaming, I'm hearing it's Dex to jump off this thing, so guess who's not jumping off this thing? <laughs> I don't think that's metagaming. I think your character would know that uh, people who are very agile are better at jumping <laughs> off and rolling. Yeah, and my character's like, I don't abandon ship. I try to lift the Titanic out of the ocean, and I'm going to try to stop. that. Like, So, in physics, if you prolong the impact time, uh-huh. you decrease... Yeah, crumple zone. I'm I'm trying to... So I guess I'll do like a thunderous smite at the thing we're going to hit so that maybe the force of my hitting it, I can push the cart backwards a little bit, thus... (laughs) 
Yeah. New okay. Okay. Tracing its, its force forward. Okay. <laughs> yes, destroy the bumper. Go for it. You're going to take some of that impact in your hands. Uh, That's but, uh, fine. Yeah, that could work. Okay, so... Yeah, you lean off the front. Uh, hit, uh, one-handed sword? Two-handed sword? What you One-handed. There? I got a okay. shield. I'm so you're thunderous. not holding on at all? Well, I'm bracing myself against that middle thing that's kind of loose okay. yeah. with my feet, wedging myself so that if I go backwards, the cart go backwards, too. Okay. All right. Sure. I'm, g- I'm going to do Thunder Smite. Yeah. Uh, is that an attack roll? Yeah. Cool. And I AC had rolled. Oh, well, yeah, then I hit it twice, and then I do an extra 2d6 Thunder damage. Which is 10. That's pretty good. Um, so that is a, a 7, a 9, and a 10. So that's 26 damage. Paladin's actually hitting stuff for once. Yay. Yeah, the thunder damage is especially useful. That is force expanding out for the point of impact, uh, like an airbag between the two of you that slows down the cart. Uh, you will take uh, six points of damage. I don't know if you ever hit a baseball uh with like a metal bat on a cold day and it just reverberates through your hands. Sucks. Don't do it. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, it hurts your hands, something fierce, but the cart will slow down. It'll still impact. It'll still basically knock this, um, uh, this kind of bumper over, but you will not create into the river, which is uh, probably nice. I assume. Uh, (laughs) I hear there's things in it. (laughs) Yeah. Rivers have things. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that is the, the worst of it. As you, uh, come to a stop further up, you can hear behind you the echoing, uh, chants and whoops of war parties riding minecarts through various, uh, trials and tribulations as, uh, as you've seen. And you left a couple surprises for them on your way. Uh, so they got their work cut out for them. You have a little bit of time as, um, below you. Uh, you do see a boat that is um, had been tied off, and there's a uh, a deep dwarf man, uh, perhaps four and a half feet in height. Uh, yeah, it seems like if he weren't like actively paying attention, he could easily tread on his beard and trip himself up, and just like, kind of snap his head down. And uh, you gotta really focus if you're gonna maintain a beard that long. Uh, and uh, it looks like he had been <laughs> fishing, but heard the racket of your arrival well in advance and has been prepping his craft for a quick departure. Um, And uh, he looks up at you and at the size of this uh, prototype and kind of rubs his beard. Seems hospitality isn't uh, high on his list of things uh, that he enjoys. What do you mean by the size of the prototype? So it's a big, heavy thing. And the the cart stops about eight-ish feet above where the, the river is, this underground river. Okay. How big is the prototype? Uh, maybe like six foot by six foot, maybe six foot tall. How heavy? Um, probably pushing 2,000 pounds. It doesn't matter how heavy it is because we're going to leave it on the cart and push the cart across the ground. <laughs> Sure. Uh, you're going to detach the, the trailer first or the whole cart? That's, that seems easier than lifting a six foot by six foot cube. So. <laughs> I mean, he's strong. He's big. Yeah, the trailer uh, with the, the prototype would fit, not the cart plus the trailer. Yeah, so let's use the yeah. cart okay. to get the prototype to the boat. Okay. Will, it, will, will this thing fit on the boat? Because I always imagine like a canoe. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, this is a, a fairly sizable skiff. Um, maybe eight or ten feet wide, maybe 15 feet long. Okay. So I'll just pull the trailer right on there. Because like, I have powerful build. I can push and pull things as if I was large size. So I imagine yeah. I could pull it on wheels. Yeah, disconnect it. And uh, yeah, you've got your... Uh, your big strong fur bear there uh, to just handle this thing and uh, get it in place. And the boatman points to a couple cleats that have ropes uh, tied to it and says, uh, mm, get it tied down. If you're not uh, used to traveling in the, the underrivers, I suggest you tie yourselves down as well. Best we be getting off before your company arrives. Hello, uh, we, we have a man in the bag with us. Can he also come? <laughs> He just kind of half looks at you and grunts. He doesn't seem to care. Uh, he was paid to do this and uh, doesn't uh, doesn't find your, your shenanigans charming. <laughs> How dare he? My shenanigans are amazingly charming. He, I agree. <laughs> this but man has no joy in his life. life. <laughs> <laughs> you must okay. show it to him. On the boat uh, later. Let's go. Yes, I, uh, as as I'm moving, as we are moving towards the boat, there is one little thing that that the wing wants to do, because you know what would really suck if you were approaching the end of a mine track with a bumper and a cart in front of it. If you did not know that there was a bumper and a mine track in front of it, <laughs> I would like to cast a fog cloud on top of the bumper and that cart. Man, getting your mileage out of fog cloud, yeah, uh, that is now essentially invisible. <laughs> I kind of feel bad, but you know, there's some there's some skeletons at us, so it's fair. It's fair. It's there's water. They'll probably land in the water. It's soft. It's fine. Yeah, water under the bridge, right? <laughs> okay, we, I get on the boat. Look at this well. <laughs> yeah, and with that, uh, the underboatman begins uh, pulling to get you free and into the uh, the actual uh, flow of this underground river. Um, before you're very far off, uh, a ways behind you, you hear the the clang and ah, impacts. Uh, <laughs> various groups um, uh, sailing uh, through the darkness there uh, behind you uh, to meet whatever fate lands them. Um, as you get going, uh, the underboatman will ask that you uh, douse that accursed light. I cannot steer blind. If you must have your nightlight, keep it well behind me. Okay, I will throw the torch in the water. Yeah, buy another one of those. as it goes out. <laughs> I will give Jade one cup of her new torch. And uh, almost what they cost. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> With that, uh, you guys move through this basically pitch black uh, river rapids. Um, had you not just survived somehow that minecart ride, this boat ride would have been the most wild you'd ever been on. Um, as you move through these underground uh, whitewaters, unable to see with the exception of Jade. Um, oh, no. The, uh, you can hear the splashing on rocks. You can hear when the water's moving really fast. You can feel when it slows down. You can feel the spray as the boat rocks of, and uh, the cold water uh, clashes across your skin. Your heart flutters as the boat careens over drops and splashes down again. 
There's the screech occasionally of steel on stone as the boat impacts the high walls and the, the steel bumpers around the, the gunnels uh, impact and throw sparks that hiss into the water. The boatman pilots you around all these dangerous curves. You can feel yourselves lurch. Uh, Jade, you can see that you're just narrowly missing these outcroppings that are along the edges or in the middle or these stalactites that come down from the top. And uh, the rest of you uh, just kind of happily sitting there as they're whizzing by. Um, and uh, the boatman's skill is considerable as uh, you make your way. Um, We're lucky we had such a pleasant ride, didn't we, Mrs. Simmons? <laughs> Well, we I thought it would die. be rapids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are doing great. <laughs> yeah, Jade's up there just white knuckling. Uh, <laughs> I don't swim. This is terrifying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, mercifully, uh, I assume for most of you, the water's pace begins to slow and you find yourselves bobbing along a much more comfortable pace. Up ahead, even those of you without dark vision, you can see the glimmer of daylight uh, quickly approaching. The sounds of shorebirds can be heard uh, above the, the rushing water and the crash on rocks. You can smell the salt in the air. As you exit the small cave and come out into the ocean, uh, the underboatman sort of grumbles. He dons kind of a, a primitive sort of sunglasses that are made, made of whalebone that's been carved and has a, a narrow slit, so just uh, a little bit of light comes in and blocks most of it. Um, uh, so that uh, he can see in this bright light to navigate. And um, the under, uh, underboatman brings you out. And at this point, since there was a little debate among the party, I'll ask which boat you want the underboatman to take you to. There's the susurration that uh, uh, Funkenstein wanted to take you to. And then there's another uh, corporate craft that's moving along this shipping lane um, that uh, is uh, flagged with one of the same parent companies as Pappy Watson's. That's a dilemma. What do you guys so, think? How about both? <laughs> uh, is there? Uh, is, could we be able to uh, just? go ashore for a bit somewhere, find some materials, and I can maybe try and uh, together with Mr. Funkenstein uh, create a copy of the device so we can, uh. you know, get get money and also get them away with it. Uh, then, you're at a, a pretty rocky, uh, treacherous spot um, hmm. where the, the river comes out uh, and you basically exit into a shipping lane south of Nicomoy. Mm, yeah, that's going to be a bit, bit tough. They're not really a workspace kind of environment. Yeah, this little craft in uh, the ocean waves is uh, uh, dipping and um, churning quite a bit. Hope you got your sea legs. Uh, you know, uh, Pappy Watson and Sons do own this prototype. So <laughs> escorting it away would be theft, and I do not support theft. I'm a paladin, hello. I am a runch and you're a monkey. So <laughs> I will... I really support the return of this prototype to the company. However, you do not own uh, beings, you know. You do not own the moles. They do not own the moles. The moles own the moles. So is it where they are is up to them, don't you think? Mm. And it takes them to power this engine, yes? I am fairly certain the moles are not sentient and don't own themselves. I'm pretty sure possession is nine-tenths of the law in this case. Well, they certainly don't have any contractual right to own the moles. No, 
And I think that we know where the moles live. So I think that we own the moles. We could definitely own the moles. Yes. I mean, I could ask them if we own the moles. I can speak to moles. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, we can speak with that together. <laughs> oh, we can definitely convince the moles that they belong with us, you know. Yes. Um, so I think we should uh, return this prototype to the company, you know, get the 12,000 gold, and they can power it however they want, but it's not going to be with moles. <laughs> yes, then the, the fire-breathing kittens can return a prototype because they have not returned a prototype today. Uh, that is true. I also have disguise self, so maybe oh, just ooh. me could go and return the prototype, <laughs> looking like an elf, for example. A- an elf of the Moody Booksellers. Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we can keep uh, our name of Fire Briefing out of the records. Might be a good idea. <laughs> okay, and then we can go talk to the moles. We speak for the moles. <laughs> Do do any of you do any of you have a way to like copy his, his writings? Because that's, I mean that that's oh. probably the most important part. Because that you know the metal thing can easily be recreated with some time and uh, instructions, but they want is they want instructions uh, back as well. I think. Yeah. You know, you are always trying to copy everything, which is great. Which is great. I love Corvidians, but uh, they own this design. So what he has to do is create a new design that they do not own. Because you are no longer an employee of the company. But he probably needs at least some of his writings for that as well. And Hello, I can cop- in the bag. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> yes, this is terrible. Ah, I am not a fan. <laughs> hey, you didn't You did not get uh, the mine ride problems. that we, uh, we almost died. So, I mean, some of us. Uh, hey, I, I high five you guys to lay on hands. I can oh, give sweet. you... A lot of your hit points back. I think I have five times seven is 35. So just take, take some. I give you half of 35 each. Uh, so and a half after cold cocking Funkenstein, you're now letting him out to show him that you're high-fiving each other to sell his things back to the people who owned them. Oh, no. Okay, so listen to our plan. Here's our plan. Okay, so you got to make another one. <sighs> Yes, a different one. But, uh, but of course, I, so long as I have my notes, uh, it is just a, a matter of time and effort for the other things. Okay. They, they technically own your lab notebook as well. <laughs> we can get into that. Is but your you art can... so cold that uh, oh. who makes ownership is so, such an important thing? These papers mean the world to me, to them. It is a bottom line. They can nothing. No, 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 they own the notebook. They don't own these papers here. <laughs> we can copy it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, so DM understands you're tearing we're the copying. pages out? and then, No, no, no. We're copying them because copying? he can use them to build a new design that is powered by the moles and intellectually distinct okay. from... So just starting from scratch, basically, but with the knowledge that he has. Yeah. Okay. Because, again, they can't do anything without the moles. They can own the engine all day long and the lab notebook. It sounds like they don't want to do anything. They want to bury yeah. it. Yeah, they just want to bury it anyway. Give them the lab, give them the lab notebook. Give them the prototype. Keep the moles. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's the one thing I cannot copy because I cannot read. So I can help with that. <laughs> can you draw? Oh, I can draw very good. Do you want me to draw you some pictures? Yeah, draw these lines, yeah. 
You don't have to understand what I mean. Yeah, I mean, this is like years worth of of research uh, and uh, schematics and um, trial and error and things. Um, so I guess you wouldn't need all of it, just the parts that wound up working uh, that you find out uh, <laughs> in hindsight, I suppose. But um, uh, yeah, um, in the open ocean before this craft passes you by, I don't think you're easily going to be able to copy much. Uh, you can maybe get a Cliff's Notes mm. version of a couple pages. Pick your favorite page, <laughs> the one with the formula has worked. <laughs> and Why would we not just take the page? No. <laughs> Write down the, the big time, the recipe ingredients, and how many chocolate chips to put in this cookie. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so chocolate chip, I, I'm afraid I, I, I do not understand, but I am I'm in your hands, it seems. Uh, we can just do the your last best. Page. Yeah. They yeah, own uh, your book, but you're you have to. It has to be intellectually distinct when you recreate this, anyway. So it should be different. You know how to build this machine. He'll turn instead to the um, the formula to make the. Um, it's kind of a, a ceramic uh, that encapsulates the molten iron that translates very little heat to the outside. So you're not heating up everything by having these. Uh, um, kind of very Dr. Mario kind of pill-shaped uh, things that uh, plop in and uh, uh, begrudgingly uh, you can tell the boat or he will agree that if you tell the boatman uh, he can flag down the uh, the ship sailing past it is uh, flying uh, the South Guasso commercial holdings flag uh, oh, uh, please also get back in the bag <laughs> <sighs> Yes. Your life is uh, 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 safe in the bag. Yeah, this huge monstrosity of a being, uh, very uh, uh, <laughs> cowed, climbs into the bag again and pulls it up over himself as it drops to the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice man. So nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you flag down this uh, this commercial vessel. Uh, they will steer a bit towards you as the underboatman uh, pulls oars uh, to get you uh, across. It's very slow going without that uh, that river current, and it's mostly the other craft uh, moving along to pick you up. Um, as you pull up alongside, they'll deploy a, uh, a crane for moving heavy uh, equipment, and they will pull up the entire cargo cart uh, to bring everything up on side and they will drop down a rope ladder for you all to, to climb aboard. Oh, I was going to hop on top of the cube. Oh, sure. You can ride it up. <laughs> I've ridden cranes before. It's fun. Go for it. <laughs> Please do not ride any uh, industrial cranes. It is not uh, work safety uh, advisable. <laughs> yeah, OSHA frowns on that. <laughs> Are they a sponsor? We should get sponsored by OSHA. <laughs> That would conflict with our other sponsor, Consent Butter. <laughs> uh, oh no, we can have as many sponsors as we as we want. <laughs> uh, so if you're out there, Osha. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you land on the deck uh, with uh, this uh, big piece of cargo, and um, this is uh, a very corporatized ships. So their roles might not align as you uh, you might expect. Um, and so one of the cargo management coordinators um, is a, a dragonkin with kind of grayish scales um, that edge in almost like a, a pinkish red at the, the the crest of the head and around the elbows and the, the knuckles and things. Um, 
uh, strides up to you and uh, and greets you. And Hello, it seems you are bringing our uh, a cargo ab- aboard. You are in trouble of some sort. Uh, how may we assist you? So we just need to bring this back to headquarters. Uh, he looks at you curiously. I show them the flyer. <laughs> ah, and of course, uh, I'm going to have to call this in. Uh, and he looks and says, uh, Hey, Greta, uh, can you get Thranzikaz twice darned and have him radio in that uh, somebody came back with a flyer and uh, you see a, um, a human person run off and uh, up at the um, kind of forecastle of this ship, you can see a, uh, a devilkin um, pick up a uh, uh, some sort of magical device. It looks like it uh, works sort of like a sending stone or, or whatever. And uh, looks out at you, kind of peeks his head out the the window, the porthole, uh, checks you out. Um, I would like to hide. <laughs> hide on their ship? I just uh, just break line of sight with the person with the the phone because I, okay. I I don't want to have the records of you know the exact same composition of group as that was before today. So oops, yeah, uh, uh-uh. nods and. Um, uh, then comes out and after a minute uh, stands before you. Um, uh oh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I'm standing here. Oops. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, it seems this bounty is already claimed. Um, w- what is it that you have here? Well, we don't know who turned in some bounty before, but we went and found the prototype. We even talked to the guy. He said it was the prototype. This is this is it. Uh, and what guy was that again? Ah, uh, it was silly names. Start with an F. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, nod. Yeah, I might have some idea who that could be. Uh, and uh, and you had uh, paperwork to go along with this? Yes, indeed. We have everything. Hand over the notebook? Mm, do you have the reward? <sighs> this is kind of a one-to-one trade, you know, in in real time. Yeah, well, the rescue, uh, you floundering about in a tiny craft on the rocks, that's free of charge. But uh, I'm going to have to radio in that we found it, verify who you are, and the payment is to be uh, dispensed from dispatch. Uh, So, yeah, I have your reward. All right, that works for me. Go ahead and radio in. We'll wait. Oh, I have. They said to make sure that the notebook is here because something else was returned earlier without it. Ah, uh, I pulled the notebook out. Uh, he'll let you hold it, but wants to flip through it. Yep. Uh, we'll turn and check, and the schematics do seem to line up. And uh, if you wouldn't mind holding on. <sighs> yeah, HQ, this is Thranzikaz twice darned on the, uh, what's the name of the ship? On the Rising Prophets. <sighs> yeah, I got some uh, fellows here uh, who, uh, yeah, that seems to match. Well, they do have the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, big thing. Real heavy. I saw the crane dipping. No, no, they did not. Who did you say you were again? Hmm? The Moody Books and Owls. <laughs> yeah, no, not them. Sun something. Yeah. <laughs> well, seems straight. All right. Half? Well, done and done. All right. Thank you, HQ. And uh, puts the, the radio away. Uh, well, 
thing is, that bounty has already been partially claimed. Best we can do is half, and I thank you for your service. Maybe we can work on business again sometime. I put the notebook right back in my bag. The best we can do is F2. And I'd like to make a persuasion check. Well, we can kick you right back into the ocean, if that's uh, your preference. I have notebooks on a waterproof. Golden. I don't want it to disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do a persuasion check? I have a plus seven in it. I built this character around it. Um, (laughs) Yes, you could... uh, (laughs) persuade them um but they don't seem to actually want the things that you're holding ransom they just want them destroyed oh darn it oh that's so a your point. bargaining chip uh is may to not do be what worth they what, want right ah. not really because i can i can turn into an aquatic creature very easily and get right back to shore <laughs> well you would not want these published would you now, ma'am, that, that's starting to sound a little bit like... Uh... Blackmail. Great, great. I'm a, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. Um... <laughs> Just keep in mind, we have a contract right here that very clearly says 12,000 gold. It is up to you whether this contract goes through and gets fulfilled. Yeah, yes, well... Yes, everything or nothing. There is no yet well. There's a, a price per word on those kind of... Uh, Outputs. There's a, a bit of fine print that don't make the cut generally. So, uh, and it is also you can a wave legal your piece of paper around all you like. Uh, I have a chest of gold. I'm happy to kick it over. You just ain't gonna get the payout you were hoping because somebody beat you to it. Guess you should have been faster next time. Well, I think you better call back to HQ because, <laughs> technically speaking, when someone crafts a contract, any ambiguity in that contract... You got signatures falls. on that contract? Hmm? No, nobody signed it. Um, okay, I guess this is our book. Very well. I bet, uh, you know, 6,000 gold, it sounds, uh, it sounds okay. You know, tell you it's what. It's better than nothing, ain't it? Can you throw in? I would like... Uh, mm. <laughs> Can you sell in anything else to sweeten the deal? You know, I... Uh, How about a captain's hat? We're changing over. Old regs are no more good. <laughs> captain's hat. Yes, please. Oh, yes. Uh, um, um, I said captain's hat in a different accent. That was me. 6,000 gold in the captain's hat. And he holds out his, his hand to shake. Uh, maybe also, can I toot the big horn? No, no. I, <laughs> sorry, I have a cold. It uh, makes me speak sometimes. So, slide the captain's hat into 6,000 gold. Simon, you can have my shell. It's okay. I'm going to take these moles instead. And then we are good to go. All right. And, uh, yeah, you can you can toot the horn, little feller. I'll show you up after here. And uh, he shakes your hand and uh, shows weighing up to uh, the engine room where you can uh, pull on the steam whistle uh, and uh, do the trucker honk. And, uh, yeah, eventually after not too long a ride, they drop you on the docks. Um, and, Some, somewhere uh, along the way, I'm standing on the prow of the ship with my arms stretched out wide with Nugget holding me from behind. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, as you guys uh, make tracks back to, I assume, HQ, uh, any closing thoughts as you walk off into the sunset? I have some opinions about how that corporation does business. You're not alone there. <laughs> yes, they sound amazing. Um, oh, I definitely want some moles. I, I want, I'm, I'm coming for some moles. <laughs> <laughs> we will now be known as Captain Nugget and First Mate Wing. As Nugget has the captain set. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, technically speaking, they have chief operation, chief operations sailors, uh, and not captains. And after the the rebrand, the captains' hats are no more good. Uh, so yeah, Captain Nugget, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it all worked out for the endangered species. Indeed. Yes, we don't know how they taste yet, so we may, we got to make sure some of them are still alive. <laughs> that's no comment. But that's that's and the, that's all from us. It's fire beaming kidding. That is literally what drove the ship to the Galapagos the first time. Like that it was to taste the tortoises. Yep. <laughs> and they were tasty. I mean <laughs> Well worth so. it. I mean <laughs> Yeah man. Spark moles might cook themselves. Who knows? <gasps> oh my gosh. They could. I bet they're spicy. <laughs> yeah, so as you guys walk off into the sunset, uh, the sea breeze behind you, you can hear the ocean crashing and the, the gulls above. We will draw this one to a close. <laughs> so, thank you for joining me for my first time ever running a game for the fire-breathing kittens. Our heroes today were Simmond. See you later. Jade. You can have my shells of gold, Simmond. And I want to <laughs> I don't need your gold. It's the principle. I also don't need the gold, but I would like some more. <laughs> wing. And wing. I'll take the gold. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Are you listening to the Approach Shot podcast? If not, here's what you've been missing. Mr. Dale Murphy, number three. I struck out my first time, my second time, and I struck out my third time. And Bruce Benedict came up to me, goes, Murph, just, you know, shake it off. Don't worry about it. Besides, that last pitch you swung in, if it hadn't have taken a bad hop, you'd have hit it. <laughs> Download an episode or two of the Approach Shot today and find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Ladies and gentlemen, Project Entertainment Network presents The Mondo Method. An old man with a goatee teaches a younger guy with a beard how to write. Introducing first, he's the mentor and the greatest manager of all time, Mondo Guerrero. And from parts unknown, up-and-coming superstar, The Great Buddha. Okay, so maybe the names are really just Armand Rosamilia and Chuck Buddha, and maybe you'll learn something while they're at it. Wednesdays exclusively on Project Entertainment Network.